0: And this is Unrelegated. I'm Jay. Kelly is in LA. I'm in Brooklyn. And I'm recording this in a coffee shop. Because, you know, there's, well, 20 coffee shops within 12 block radius here. So, why not? I just landed this morning. Literally just got to this coffee shop. Opened up my laptop. And decided to start parsing through the almost four hours of audio from the Soccer in the Streets, uh, Atlanta, Champions League, podcast-a-thon that had Home Before Dark, Unrelegated, Soccer Down Here, Sampra United, and Atlanta United Fan TV. In fact, you can still catch the almost four-hour video of our live stream on the Atlanta United Fan TV YouTube channel, so go and subscribe. Either way, I know Tim and Kevin are doing something similar. They're going to be cutting up segments of this and releasing them under the Home Before Dark podcast. I want to do something similar. I wanted to listen to, without discussing with them or collaborating, I wanted to hear what things i wanted to keep slice them up and put out sort of the greatest hits of that day so for those of you that watch the stream thank you very much for those of you who donated thank you very much we'll continue to do things like this we hope to do the podcast again next year even bigger and better and without all the technical difficulties that we had but that's par for the course It's very on brand for the home before dark banner and with that i hope you enjoy
1: Uh, no, nah, don't even mess around nah, right now. We're, yeah, don't yeah. even look at the equipment. We'll, don't we'll, even look we'll, at it.
0: When we take a break, Lee, maybe we'll pop them up.
2: Yeah.
1: No, we we gave up our right. Of course, for a break by then, yeah, no breaks. By
0: then, I'll be knocked unconscious already by a ball from Carlos believe <sighs> We'll know when a ball flops screaming by puts a hole through the tent. <laughs> Yeah, he might call a shot on you, too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear Riddle over there. They're
0: sick and tired of me mentioning that. I'm, I'm in one. their mentions all the time. They're sick of it. <laughs>
1: all right, so we're live. Okay, all thank right. you, Tim. I what did up, it. Tim? I did it, Tim. Tim. I Adam did it. I did it. I couldn't get the camera to work, but the audio sounds great, apparently. So we are here.
3: We are here, guys. <laughs> finally, <We> finally <laughs> made it <laughs> happen. But, uh, Sober.
1: Somewhat sober. <laughs> if, if there was any Wish alcohol, it'd That's all be rumor. gone at this point. The amount of hassle it took to get this thing up and running. So
3: yeah, All for you guys, definitely. So well, thanks uh,
1: to everyone for having us out. Soccer on the streets, Atlanta United. Anybody else we need to mention? Bojangles for a biscuit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> delicious, yeah, delicious, delicious. Uh, Bojangles biscuits. Biscuit. Yeah. Uh,
1: sure. All the podcasters that are out here. Uh, we Indeed. only have four mics, but we have Siempre United out here as Indeed. well. Shout out um, to those guys. You'll they'll suggest. be on awesome. in just a minute. We'll be rotating out throughout the day. And then down the line, introduce ourselves. I'm Kevin with Home Before Dark.
3: I'm AJ with Atlanta United Fan TV. I'm
1: Oh my God!
4: Okay. I'm Jay Riddle with Unrelegated. Jason Longshore Soccer down here.
1: And this is you guys' second time out here? How many times have you been out to the Champions League event?
4: Well, see, I, I used to work for soccer in the streets, so this is the eighth Champions League event. And it's grown from four teams that played at Austin Field across from the brew house to twelve now. The first year it raised, I want to say, $15,000, $16,000 to build a field at an Atlanta rec center. This year it looks like if everything goes well on the day, it could raise $150,000 today.
1: That just trumps the 7000 that the podcast community raised by but that's yeah. the thing. <laughs> for,
4: for those of you out there who are like, well, you know, my donation's not going to matter. I mean, I was on the other side of it. And with soccer in the streets, every dollar helps. Because you're Absolutely. talking about kids who don't have access to play, don't have shin guards, don't have cleats, don't have a way to get to training, don't have a way to buy a uniform. All of the things that it's easy to take for granted. Mm-hmm. That's what this money goes to. And even a dollar. If you come out here and you or you go to an event you buy a raffle ticket, right. that can go a long way. And the organization is so good at stretching every dollar that comes in.
1: Even with that, though, all the life-building stuff that they do, Jay went and did some of that with mm-hmm. the Clarkston kids just a couple weeks ago. But they do so much for the professional, social, community mm-hmm. aspect for those kids, more so than just playing soccer.
4: Yeah, I mean, I want to hear about your experience with Clarkston, but... You know, from my experience with it, I got to coach a team for a while. I coached a team down in East Point uh, called Estudiantes. It was all kids from Mexico, a couple kids from Uruguay, and I loved it because I got to learn their culture. They got to, you know, really learn more about the mainstream American soccer culture, and it was just a cool blend of of learning from both of our ends. and you know those guys now are like young adults and they have families and you know they still check in they still call me coach for some reason which is funny but um they're like little brothers to me so you know everybody who works for this organization and and you guys i'm so glad y'all are getting to know the organization know the kids it really does have a family feel to it that's awesome that's awesome
0: yeah it was really cool uh i just went for an hour that was it, it only took an hour of my time i went down to clarkston uh, it was very easy. You just I just let them know, hey, I'm on the volunteer list. If you need volunteers for things, just give me a shout. I got an email, said, can you be here Friday at X time, you know, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, to do mock interviews with the kids, you know, and it's something that I do actually go in as part of my company to recruit actual, you know, college kids, that sort of stuff, so... Um, I'm used to interacting and, and, and doing those sorts of things. So I had a lot of fun with those kids. And, you know, then they run on the field and start playing soccer right afterwards. So it was just sort of a, a squeeze in, you know, before they start practice just to give them something different. Um, and so, so the ability to kind of see what it would be like to kind of go to a job interview and mm-hmm. – and those sorts of things. It was really cool. And by the way, AJ, thanks for letting us use your Elaine Night Fan TV YouTube channel. Oh no worries, guys.
3: Yeah. To broadcast. Everybody's welcome. Uh, thank you guys for watching from all the uh, the I'm sorry, different. I'm sorry,
1: we lost well. all your subscribers and all the <laughs> test. No, 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 worry, no, no, no man.
4: Around. I'm out of here. <laughs> 15 test feeds. <laughs> yeah. so now, sorry about that. So so that's been the other f- cool thing for me is to see. What's going on with all of this is to see Siempre United, Atlanta United Fan TV, Home Before Dark, Unrelegated, Soccer down here, all work together on a project like this. I, I think this doesn't happen in many cities. I don't and it think was it still happens. a
1: complete mess to get it off the ground. It doesn't matter. It has to have its, the fact it happened, that it's happened, That's happened. all that matters. You should, have seen, the, you should have seen the, f- the
0: fist fight earlier. Uh, it was, yeah, we. Thought Jay was gonna. Yeah, have a Jarrett would have
1: been here, but you know
4: he's, he's down over g- there in the parking lot. Thought uh, Jay yeah. might have fallen. Jay off the took wagon him out with it a steel went on chair. Too much longer. Throw, <laughs> throwing
0: down early. Well, I needed to take out the big guy early, you know, yeah. in the game. So. It's always what. Yeah. So John's watching his back over here just in case. Eyes behind the back of his head.
1: So the plan for the rest of the day, we'll be rotating in and out. Our schedule's completely borked at this point. But we'll be rotating out, uh, having all the content providers in and out, having guests on. Um, Darren, hopefully, will come over. Carlos, Jillian, we saw over here just a few minutes ago, hopefully get her on. And if there's a free spot, come up. We got four mics, and hopefully we'll have one empty at all times except for Mm -hmm. guests. So... Thanks for checking us out, guys. I'm going to step away and get Dan in here. He's got family responsibilities. He's going to take my spot for a little while. Plus, okay. I've been sweating it up over here trying to get this equipment going. So, And, guys,
0: if you Thank could, you. could um, so far you guys have been so generous uh, yeah. to, to the various podcasts. Um, to Collectively, uh, we have all, uh, all the content creators here today have raised over $1,600 for the Clarkson FC initiative as part of the yeah. whole umbrella of the Soccer of the Streets fundraising. But we still need help. We would love if you could help us out a little bit more, anything you could provide. If you could head over, it's uh, it's just bit.ly, so bit.ly slash give to ATLCL2018. So it's just like the hashtag. So it's going to be mm-hmm. give to ATLCL2018. And if you go there and you donate or you just go to the Soccer in the Streets page, you'll see it. And at the Atlanta United page... Make a donation, and then in the message, if you hashtag podcast, put hashtag
5: podcast. We're going to be checking that throughout the day, and we'll give you a live shout-out.
0: So, very cool.
5: Hey, Dan. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for having me out, guys. Yeah. And finally, this is the first time I've been managing to actually come to a non-studio event, apart from going to the game. Right. So, exactly. it's been good. I just wanted to uh, talk about the Clarkson FC team. So, being a uh, first-generation immigrant myself, I can kind of, although I have a lot different background to the, the kids and the team. But as, as those uh, kids being immigrants themselves, it is a it is a huge accomplishment that they've been doing themselves. Like I heard, I was talking to Phil, the executive chairman of uh, Soccer in the Streets. They put together a, instead of doing a car wash, they put to raise money for their team, they put together a Champions League tournament yeah. yesterday uh, to raise money for their team. I think they raised about 300 bucks, which is more than they got from a car wash, which and probably less liability as well. <laughs> so <laughs> shout-out to them. Uh, it's just an incredible achievement. I, I think this is a fantastic cause. I was happy to donate uh, some money to them. So um, shout-out to them, and best of luck to them. Did you the bring farm. any barbecue yeah. with you, Dan? Did I you rub any meats? <laughs> <laughs> uh well, so I saw you pull up in your limo earlier just to <laughs> drop off.
0: So I wasn't sure if they fit. That's that right. In the I or... didn't
5: bring any meat, though. Uh, yeah, I've had, had kind of a spa's breakfast. So <laughs> you no didn't get the Bojangles? We,
3: yeah, we got some Bojangles oh, man.
4: biscuits, man. If, uh, <laughs> I might be walking <laughs> down to Bojangles here in a few minutes. So of
5: yeah. uh, this
0: year, Jason. It's 12 teams, right? 12 teams. It was 16 yep. last year. And then how does this kind of work? So we got teams rotating through different fields. It's a round robin.
4: You've got uh, four groups of three. It's a round robin. The top two teams in each group will go into quarterfinals and semis in a final. Then you have a loser's bracket as well. But you also have, like, a concurrent competition for teams trying to raise the most money. So that's what's cool about this event is you do have a champion on the field, but you have a champion off the field who raises the most money, and they're treated equally.
0: Now we saw Darren just pull by. Will we be seeing some action from Darren Eels today? You might see a
4: diving header from Darren Eels. You <laughs> nice. might see a bicycle kick. I've seen it before. The, the guy can play. Yeah, he can ball. Yeah, um, really I don't think he's going to suit up on Wednesday in the Open Cup, but I wouldn't put it past him.
0: Maybe he'll have better odds than Joseph. I think Joseph has had, like, 37 bicycle kick attempts today this season. <laughs> he's true. still trying, though. Right, so yeah. we're not even an hour in. We're already slagging Joseph. That's where we're at here. I'm just, oh, I'm just saying.
4: <laughs> the, I mean, the guy got a hat trick. He could take some heat for his for sure, bicycle. Man, the, the guy... <laughs>
2: The guy uh, has
4: oh man, here we go. The guy has five oh, hat tricks in 34 games. Exactly. The guy's 31 goals in 34 games. Nobody's done this, and we're criticizing. Him. What it's
5: was funny. it? What was I'm it? He could have scored 36 goals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what was oh it? man. We what? are so spoiled, Jason. I, yeah. I feel it like insane. it blows my we, mind. We've sometimes. set the bar so high last season that we just want more and we expect the same <laughs> thing. I, I agree, it's totally unreasonable. Yeah. But I feel like as fans, we should not be reasonable. And he's the golden boot leader right now, so it's like
4: <laughs> it, it's so. Yeah. Interesting. It's entertaining to me after matches to see what the response is going to be. Now, Mike Conti tweeted out
0: a stat last night. He said, Joseph Martinez has only been offside twice in like 330 something (laughs) minutes.
4: Yeah, right. So, he don't, don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah. He's hey, what? Honestly, it. he can be offside 10 times in a match if he's going to score 31 goals in 34 games. That's a season. You know, he, he did it over a year and a half because of injury, but 31 goals in an MLS season has never happened. Case still trying to get one. So, you know. Well, hey, New England was really excited. Teal Bunbury scored, I think, 15 in 30 games. That was a great game. Well, Joseph has doubled that. Yeah. And we have problems with him. But anyway.
0: I love it. And we'll get into some of that today because we have a lot to break down today while we're talking
4: yep. about Sock in the streets and all the different things. Harris Medunian is still screaming at Storm Stoica right now.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, Julian Zakobus, hello. Welcome. Hello. Thanks yeah. for having me, guys. Yeah. Good to finally
6: meet you. I hear you all the time. But Absolutely. I don't necessarily see you. We're <laughs> in your
3: mentions, at definitely. Um, we uh, we noticed the uh, the little carpool karaoke that you guys did, which oh, was super no. fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Gargan is a man, but, uh, awesome Dan, bad man, but an awesome bad man. I said Dan,
6: I was like, well, from my view in the back seat, I was thinking to myself, Dan's a good dancer, and then he when is. the team put the video together, I was like. Dan, you could be in a music video. He could. He was uh he was ghost writing the so whip cool. pretty much. Dan uh. and Kevin <laughs> and I are just tied for losers. We Aww. we did not know we were gonna have to sing.
3: Yeah. How many how many songs did you guys go through throughout that, that uh,
6: <laughs> way more than they wanted to put in that video, that's <laughs> for sure. They took the best of the best, which is the sad part.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well um, Definitely. Uh, like, let us know how your experience has been uh, with Atlanta United and all the fans that have. Uh, have you dropped by a tailgate yet?
6: Yes, twice. Yeah. Um, uh, my experience has been perfect. So, we were there a couple weeks ago, and then I think it was probably around four o'clock yesterday. Kevin Egan and I did a swing through really quick. Yeah, fantastic. And um, I said to Kevin, "Not gonna say I told you so, but I said, why don't you wear a T-shirt?" <laughs> and then when we after we swing through. You could put your suit on. I'll be fine. He oh, was, yeah. He was wearing something. He it wasn't like
5: Kevin just put a shirt on. Midi. We're in public. But, but you know what? Yesterday, he he yeah. looked
6: fantastic. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Him and I had a great time. We we went through. Um, yeah. I mean, the, what sums it up to me is just like, welcome to Atlanta. Everyone yeah. is so nice, and yeah. everyone wants to chat. It's mm. just fun. Like, just fun to talk to people. And, yeah. That's what I'm loving about it is it just feels like yeah it's Dan, Kevin, and I, but it mm-hmm. feels really like every person you run into, I am having the same conversation I have with with Kevin or Dan. Yeah. Except, yeah.
3: Right. No. Oh, awesome. Uh, and so I, I think you you live in New York,
5: right?
6: I is split that, my th- time split between time? the two. Yeah. 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 Oh like, wow. so uh
5: like get those air miles in.
3: Yeah. Right. Like what do you what do you uh what what have you seen uh, from Atlanta like uh, the. Like, differences that you appreciated from uh, New York and Atlanta. Obviously, we're a lot more humid. It's it's, uh, a lot more miserable in that respect. But, uh, you know, what are your favorite spots to to go to? Yeah, so
6: I'm in in Atlanta, obviously, like, around the games or things we have going on. And that's great. I like to spend as much time here as I can because I've been loving it. But credit to Atlanta United. Yeah. They only got seven home games on Fox Sports South. Yeah, Seven, which I means know. that ESPN and, and FS1 wanted mm-hmm. 11 home games, which is huge and great. But for us, that gives us huge buys at home, which thinks tr- our yeah. next home game is August 19th. It also puts a so hole
5: in my ESPN Plus account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
6: right, right. So <laughs> it's, it's great for the club. It, it's good for the club. But Kevin, yeah. Dan, and I were like, we literally were saying to our crew, like, have a nice summer because yeah. we don't see them again until August. Right, so that right. part, oh, wow. but <laughs> I, love, I love the South. I, I love Atlanta. What I really like about it is you know, my co-workers, people I meet, everyone is, is they're still getting work done. We're having a great time. We're doing what we have to do. Um, but there's a certain fantastic. friendly buzz sure. that you get while uh, going to work that maybe you don't yeah. necessarily yeah. get when you're oh, trying to awesome. grind it out and get to an office in New right. York. It, it's fantastic. It's been really, really mm. wonderful, really.
5: Right. Excellent. So, Jillian. Yes. What was your take on the game last night?
6: So, two, <laughs> twofold, right? When you When you kind of go over the headlines in your head, it's like, Joseph Martinez makes history five hat-tricks in 34 games. Mm-hmm. No one's yeah. even come close I mean the guy's on pace for what I, he's so young. He's on pace for what 20 hat-tricks. I don't know It could be yeah, pretty so much at this
2: point. Yeah. It's that uh, the
6: headlines right um, first win at home in three games They didn't you cannot go three. you know the fact that they'd never lost back-to-back games at home So the headlines were were great, but at the game's core. I saw it in Michael Parker's face after the game He was disappointed You know, Atlanta wants to compete. You want three points first, but second, these guys want to compete. So the fact that, you know, 15, 20 minutes into the game, that's decimated. It's disappointing. They want to measure themselves and they want to play well before they go into the gauntlet that is going to be NYCFC, right? Right. So uh, disappointing. Um, I think that the game, it was a great open game at, at the top. And then the hat trick was great I think too that Tata wanted them to unload a little bit more given the advantage mm. that they had so I right. think that Tata I could tell in his post game interview he's a friendly he's a great guy and I could tell that that he was disappointed so three points at home yes um, but he I think he, he wanted a 7-1 game <laughs> well, who wouldn't you know? I, I think we <laughs> all wanted that though. I want yeah, that definitely. every game though. right you know who, who wouldn't Fantastic. be disappointed they are playing with nine and we just get three
3: goals. Right. And like 28 attempts to go. Yeah, and w- one yeah. goal from the run of play, a right? Little yeah. in, in a little
6: rambling in, in kind of a scary way for a moment there of the New England game where you're like, chances, yeah. chances, chances. That Julian Gressel yeah. one right. off the crossbar. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Barco. Um, chances, chances, chances. But like Darlington Nagby told me, he said, I'd be worried if we weren't creating chances. We're creating chances. Right. And uh, those are going to go in. I mean, look at, look at who's on And our by the
7: tack. way, those are two goals that were penalty. So... They didn't count.
5: This that's is true. right. That's
3: right.
6: That Let's talk about goal number two, though. <laughs> yeah, <Exactly>. for sure. <laughs> that for was sure. an amazing goal.
3: Though. Yeah, Arrows with the through ball to, to Miggy, and then Miggy with a beautiful cross that uh yeah Joseph puts away with his right foot uh twisting around. I mean yeah, just a beautiful. The connection was yeah. going
6: between them, which right. you know maybe yeah, we had seen a couple games where it, mm-hmm. it wasn't, and as much as we're used to, and that's the problem. We're spoiled, right? Right. Miggy and Joseph connecting, mm-hmm. creating a bunch of chances. Everyone scoring. We're spoiled, so. The standards yeah, yeah. are high, and that's a good thing. That's what you want. You want right. to be disappointed when you win 3-1 at home. It's true. Yeah, it's a good problem I was to have.
5: Night uh, happily surprised with Ambrose's <laughs> performance yesterday. Like, Absolutely. He, I even thought like his, his visual awareness of where to play the ball into space mm-hmm. so others could run on He's onto hungry. It. Yeah, exactly. You can
6: tell. I, that was his first. Credit to him. Like The LAFC game. Um, and then last game in New England, he plays the full 90. So he so he was in, in, in the rotation, right. right? He's in the starting 11. Mm-hmm. Last game was the first time they took him off the bench, which might not sound as cool, but that means right. that they're thinking, hmm, at the half, we He's need to score. We're going to switch right. up our formation. Who can mm-hmm. come in here for us? And that's Mikey Ambrose. Tata said... T- Mikey prepares all week as if he's playing this weekend, Mm -hmm. and there's been plenty of weekends he hasn't played. But I think Tata saw that in him, and he was ready to put Mikey's energy in the game.
3: Yeah, no, it it definitely brought a different dynamic because yeah, McCann he's slightly more defensive in that sense. Uh, You know, in in the box he's uh, able to you know handle the headers a little bit better. But uh, Ambrose, yeah, he was providing a lot more up top, and it it definitely worked. We uh you know we got the goal that we needed um, in the run of play. And uh, I, I feel like it's a confidence thing, like with this team. If they see the the goal uh, or see the ball going in the back of the net in the run of play, the more that that happens, the better that uh, you know our season is gonna gonna go. But, uh, and I
6: think the next step for them is really going to be, Parker's You know. In a team with a team like this, where so many guys came from other leagues, yeah. and then you have some of the veteran MLS guys, it's it's Parkhurst has done a really good job in I think letting them know and implementing the fact that listen, I hate this analogy because everyone says it, but you know it's not a sprint to the finish line. You don't want to mm. put everything Absolutely. you've got out. And it's not like other leagues where top of the table is winning. You know, you have a whole another season to play at the end of October. Mm-hmm. So Parkers has been good at. He wants them to play well, but you can't agonize over in other leagues. You know, some of the South American players they take it so hard after a loss, which you want. Yeah. You want, mm-hmm. but you also want to know that like this is a very very long season, and sometimes the teams that play in or go on to win MLS Cup, you don't want that. We want home. You know, we want home right. from advantage in the playoffs. But you've gotta go with the ebbs and flows of this league. It's just different, you know. A win is worth so much more than a loss.
5: I feel like we've we've played a lot of teams recently who have seemed to be at the peak of their season right now, like in potentially Good Red point. Bulls yeah. or Orlando City. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and I don't think that yeah. I don't believe that we've reached that peak yet. I, I, I still I'm still waiting for to see the awesome power of a fully operational mothership. Um, with with having Tito on the field and Barco and Martinez and Almiron at Nagbe, so and that quite hasn't. That hasn't been a consistent theme yet. So
6: We've played every team that is streaking, right? Philadelphia came yep, in right. here four unbeaten, and now that's not the Philly team that we saw. I think so.
8: The only team that we haven't played that is a really hard team is Toronto, but we play like a, at the end of September, I believe so.
6: Yeah, and so. then that's also the decision day match is, is Toronto, I believe, at the very end of October, so that should and be And also, it's a really
8: hard um, month for us in September. We got like seven games. <laughs>
9: And Darren are coming Lawrence, in. Lawrence, never mind. You can you can drink Okay, now
10: okay. this guy who's wandering in here, he looks familiar.
11: Uh, yeah, hi. I've never actually i never actually met you in person. Hi, Hello, happening? nice to meet you.
10: Darren Eels. All right, you. Oh, you don't need him.
11: By the way, um, I didn't get to actually see this, but I walked over a little bit to see uh, Atlanta United playing, and I have I have heard the accolades of your wonderful spin move yeah. that yeah. you pulled.
10: Where, yeah, did, you, where did that spin rooney move come from out of you?
11: You
12: know, it's uh, years of hard work on the uh, coaching <laughs> pitch. But I'll tell you what, I'm the Jake Peterson of the uh, charity team, because I've got one goal in four minutes, I'm going to quit now and have the best <laughs> goals per game uh, record in the history of Atlanta United. I have never, I haven't seen a move like that since last year when you did a move like that. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm struggling this year. It's so hot out there, to be fair. It lets you uh, realize how... Uh, how tough it is when you've got that game in Orlando in the middle of the summer. Cool. Oh yeah. Cool. But at the same time, though, out here for a great
10: cause today and everybody seems to be having fun with the weather being as hot as it is. Yeah, I mean,
12: this is really it's amazing, really. For me, in particular, we played in it four years ago when Atlanta United didn't even have a name. And, you know, we, we tried to support it then and to think what it is now playing in this training center with the oh, turnout shit. we've got with a city that's, you know, totally united behind soccer. It really makes me proud. And things like this, I think we're going to be over 150,000 by the end of the day, which is just remarkable. And it says a lot to Phil and all the guys at Soccer in the Streets because the work they've done for 20 years in this
13: city is just incredible. Mike Hardy. We know him, too, all the way over there. We're in shades. Yeah. Uh, I don't get outdoors too much, so this makes me look <laughs> a little bit
11: better. Um, I got,
13: yeah, by the way, I got nervous because Why? I, I told Jared Smith I was coming to this today. And he said, watch out for Darren. He's really good. Yes. I said, well, just to clarify, I'm not playing. There's no (laughs) expectation for me to play today, right? And Jared said, well, maybe you can. I go, no, 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 no. No, no. (laughs) No, I'm not playing. But I've heard that Darren is really good. So he broke quite a sweat out there, it looks like. I mean,
10: it was, ain't no way I'm ever getting out there to play. (laughs) I I will sit there and and be like your head coach, Matt Moore. That I can do. I can sit there and do this. And look
13: like I know what I'm doing, but otherwise, no. Uh, Matt happens. is the yeah. ma- master tactician, I hear. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah master <laughs> tactician. Look,
12: half in coaching is tactician and half is recruiting, and he got Rob <laughs> Valentino. <laughs> he managed to get Rob Valentino on a van overnight from Tampa to make wow. sure he got here today to be the linchpin of our team. So wow. To be fair, hey,
11: guys, uh, just as a reminder, uh, go ahead and send in your questions in the chat. So we can ask the barrister himself, as Alan M. has said. Um, Everybody's saying that's my president. (laughs) Um, uh, Just as a side note to you, Conti, Uh um, Uh your call last night for the two Reds. Let's not
13: talk about it. I'm not proud of it. It's now my my
11: ringtone to my phone.
13: (laughs) Well, you know, here's the thing. I'm screaming, the Philadelphia players have lost their cool. They've lost their And, and I look back, I, I watched it, because Jimmy's behind me. He took a yeah. video. I'm really, I, I'm like, hey, jerk,
11: the I'm
13: the one losing my cool. Philadelphia, too. So I mean,
11: it, I think I, everyone in the supporter section was losing their cool. I, I can't My mouth it. was a, uh, a gas. Is it a gas? A gape. Or A gape. A gape. <laughs> Thank you.
13: You know what struck me about that is the two guys who got sent off were 33 and 31 years old, yeah. combined 120 caps like you'd think they would know better. And I it, honestly I give Soren Stoika a lot of credit not for sending off two of their guys although that helps. <laughs> but you know, like, it was a great gone, idea. He could have gone straight red. Uh, I mean it, he they were obviously making an attempt to intimidate him. I thought he stood his ground nicely. That was good refereeing last night by Soren Stoika.
11: Yeah. Hey, uh, I've got a question in here. Uh, Mr. Eels. Yes. The El Presidente. Uh, are you in the starting 11 on Wednesday?
13: Uh,
12: they want could to be. Not sure. we are still got to have a chat with Tata tomorrow okay. and see what he thinks. But yeah. I'll be disappointed if he doesn't look at the clips today. and
10: <laughs> I mean, Perhaps come even off
12: the bench, you know. I think yeah. that could be a sort of powerful win. You and the
10: 18 over yeah. to, at, at Kennesaw?
12: <laughs> but seriously, I mean, we're looking forward to the game Wednesday. It's going to be, a, you know, it's a real chance for us for a trophy. I mean, the cup is, it gets us into the CONCACAF Champions League if we win it. We yeah. feel we've got more depth this season, so it's a real chance. It's a tricky one having the team that we know so well. but. Yeah. The stadium is really good for us for this sort of round of the competition. Last year, it was great, even though we didn't kick off till about 11 o'clock at night. So. And that, that one's at
11: uh, the Kennesaw State. At Kennesaw State, yeah. yeah. So we'll
12: play that one, and then, you know, if we win this, we win the last 16. So then it's not that far to a final.
11: Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, you guys keep talking. I'm going to wait for, the, <laughs> for more questions to come in here. Everybody's just saying how much they love you, and I, that is, I guess, a question in itself.
10: But. <laughs> Do you love But How back? much should you love this man and this man? A lot. A lot but let life. me
12: um, shout out the love to our fans, because, again, yeah. I think we've had every single opposing team coach has said in their press conference unsolicited how amazing the atmosphere is in Atlanta. Yeah. And, all right, he was saying it through gritty teeth this time because yeah. he was pissed off about the, the sendings off. But he's right. You know, the atmosphere we create – can't do anything but influence a referee influence and intimidate the away team and you know that's one of the big advantages we've got with our fans and long may it continue but I think you know as we get to playoffs this year we're going to need our fans really getting behind
13: us no doubt I thought it was so cool we're going to rotate here I thought it was I'm staying I'm I'm leaving sorry I'm leaving it just added such a different dynamic to the atmosphere I think it really injected more energy and the weather gods helped us We had really, really good weather last night, but I'm looking forward to more open roof matches as we get closer to the postseason. I just thought it was a great look last night, all around the stadium looked beautiful. Yeah, I mean even
12: the lighting's different, isn't it? You've got the roof open; it's just a different ambiance in the in the stadium. So, hey guys,
1: this is like a tag team here. Jeez, (laughs) this is the way we work. It's all in and out, in and and out, in and out. (laughs) He's going to continue in Spanish, I hope you guys can keep up. Okay, we'll try. (laughs) How you doing, everyone? So one of the things that keeps coming up in the live chat right now is now that we're getting closer to the summer transfer window, what are some of the thoughts moving forward with that? What are some of our scouting attempts and what are your thoughts moving forward with that transfer window coming up?
12: Yeah, look, I mean, we try to on every transfer window, try to improve the squad if we can. So. You know, we have know we've got this window coming, we have a month where we can do some business. It's a little bit easier because now the other leagues have had the end of their season. Obviously World Cup's going on, so there'll be a bit of speculation around players who do well in the World Cup. But we'll be in the background trying to do our, to our work, do our scouting, and see Nonetheless, what we can do. I,
1: I think we can all expect cryptic tweets from you either way, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> do you draft those up and let them sit for a little while and just kind of build on it, or is it just off the top of the dome? Yeah, a little bit of both. Sometimes
8: it comes to me, sometimes it's carefully crafted. he writes them down and puts them in the fishbowl.
1: Oh, that's great. Well, actually, I
12: mean, I'm letting you onto a secret here, but our recruitment's really done about who I can think of a cryptic tweet about. (laughs) So to be fair, we've ruled a few good players out just because I couldn't think of anything.
1: My favorite has been that no tweet can go without being a cryptic tweet at this point, that everything right. somebody has to read into a little bit more, even if it's just, it's 12 o'clock. Well, what could that possibly mean? And then people are Photoshopping your watch into different number configurations and stuff like that.
12: No, that's my favorite. But it's, like a, it's like the author, isn't Everyone reads into the sort of allergies that he's presented, and he's like, no, no, I didn't mean that. I just wrote what I thought.
8: <laughs> well, we can definitely agree on something. You might be the only MLS person that actually tweets the way you do. Uh, everybody else tries to be politically politically correct and you know uh just guy by some standards but you go all out you don't care you go like yeah i feel like saying this so i'm gonna say it
12: well That's look it. the thing about it is look soccer's fun at the end of the day we're in the business of entertainment and as we built the club with all our amazing fans it was about having fun and i think you know we're never going to apologize i remember when i did the touchdown sort of symbol after we beat new england 7-0 and people were like oh really and <laughs> hey, we won 7-0, that'll never happen again, so right. we got to go with it, you know. Yeah, so uh, And it's not disrespect, it's just excitement with the way our team played.
8: Right, right. I think you hit a, a, a crucial point, a fundamental point. This is about fun. Sports are about bringing people together, not dividing them. Um, I think that sports bring the best of us and also show some of our darkest uh, moments. But over here in the States, I think soccer is about having something in common with people that come from way different backgrounds than you do. And it has to be about f- fun. It can't be about anything else. Uh, politics, politics, not into soccer here, or, you know, um, idealism and stuff. It's just about the sport, enjoying it, and having a great club like Atlanta United. I'm all for it.
2: Well,
13: and Darren, I mean, has this even exceeded your expectations a little bit? That it's gotten, that we thought it would be big. But this big, where it, you're easily drawing 45,000, can draw 72,000 when the, the circumstances call. Yesterday, I was running errands before the match at North Lake Mall, seeing people of every different cultural background, men, women, children, black, white, Hispanic, what Asian, whatever, all wearing five stripes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's incredible for me to see that in such a short span of time, but I'm curious as someone who literally built this, if this has even exceeded your expectations.
12: Oh, it absolutely has, Mike. And I think, you know, Arthur, give Arthur credit. When he was trying to bring a team to Atlanta and there was lots of people that were skeptical, even, you know, the commissioner would admit it, even the the league was a bit concerned that soccer wouldn't work in the South. And when I came on board, we thought that the configuration was going to be the lower bowl. So 29,000, we felt was an ambitious target to set for us in terms of an average crowd. And look at it now, I mean, we're going to average probably 53,000 this year, which will put us 15th in the world. So we're in the top 15 in the world, which is just remarkable when you think about it. But that diversity speaks to what we've (laughs) just been talking about. That diversity of the fans is what makes me the proudest when you look at any shot of the crowd you can go to any stand and you'll see that diversity and i think it's a microcosm of what atlanta is this young dynamic multicultural city that's on the rise and i think that atlanta united is symbolic of what atlanta is as a city and i think you know the exciting thing is we don't know what our ceiling is we're there at the moment with that 53 what can we go to next year you know if we can keep getting better on the pitch And build this, I think we could be onto something that is going to be wholly unexpected.
1: Well, I think, to your point, a big part of that is what guys like you are doing for the community. I mean, seeing you guys out at the Gulch, coming and talking to us. I mean, that there's this transparency from the top down and this collaboration that's happening across the club at every level that it's just... it's contagious i mean it's, it's
8: easy to fall in love with
1: right right and that's what the live chatter say i mean yeah. to you guys credit thank you again for coming on and talking with us it's been awesome um where do you see us going from here i mean obviously i, I think the sky's the limit right i think what's yeah, the I mean, next step the the roof open and full capacity every game is that the next
12: step yeah, i mean look we got a few goals firstly we want to win trophies so first and foremost we're a soccer team and it's about what happens on the pitch so you know, the fans are amazing but we're not going to win any trophies for having the best attendance right. so we want to win games on the pitch but I think Champions League's a big aim for us oh yeah that gives us a chance to really showcase the club Absolutely. in the North American Absolutely. region but I think off the pitch we want to be you know that team that can be hopefully selling out the stadium every game for a whole season yeah. which is something that in the long term we'd love to do but the really important thing for us is that we've got to keep that special connection and keep that bond and actually I was doing an article for the Wall Street Journal so this is the type of Newspapers that are writing about the phenomenon that's happening in Atlanta.
1: With our very own. Yeah, yeah, I know. The (laughs) superstar. I can't believe he's here. (laughs) You know, the biggest uh, star on
12: the front page of the sports section of the New York Times. But we, um, they asked me, you know, what is it that you've got to focus on next or what's your concern? And our most important thing is to keep that connection. So the moment we don't sort of we take our fans for granted is the moment we're going to lose that magic that we've got, that air in the balloon will just burst. So, you know, we'll always be working and always be looking to try and keep that relationship, keep that special relationship we've got. And it's not always going to be sweetness and light, but it's like the tail going to the tailgates. I'll go to the tailgates when we're losing because I want to be there to show my solidarity with the fans and to hear people's concerns and, you know, and have that dialogue. I think the moment that we just sort of live in an ivory
1: tower
8: is when
12: that will disappear. So back to Definitely, your first I completely agree.
1: So your first point about trophies, neither one of you have had a chance to talk about it. Open Cup is on the horizon. What are yeah. your thoughts going forward? One of the topics earlier was, do you go all in to chase the trophy or do you start to really test the depth of this team to see what we're really made of and that way you're not expending yourself too quickly to make up for some other really tough games on the road coming up after that.
12: Well, I'll take it first, Mike, then I do have to shoot because I've got to take my sister to the airport. She's flying back to England uh, and get back, hopefully, to the final if we can get there in this uh, competition. So I think for us, it's, uh, it's a blend. So look... The Open Cup is a great chance to try that depth out. I mean, we saw it last night. Brandon got, came on the pitch. Oh, I my fought. gosh. I, my, he heart very sharp, my heart My heart broke. Did not see that go in. But, you know, he did a good job in his shift, and we have that depth this year that we didn't have last year. So I think it's a little bit of both, and we want to make sure that we're rotating the squad because we've got a tough game against New York City. We've got Columbus, obviously, right. um, the week, midweek after that. But I do think if we can progress and get further, you'll see a stronger and stronger team out there because, you know, this is our shortcut way into the Concord CAF. Champions League and hey if we could get imagine if we got the US Cup Final at home at Mercedes-Benz we could have a full stadium to try
1: and win our first trophy would be pretty amazing (laughs) right 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 right. (laughs) what I want to know is so there's all the different ways to get to champions it's what if Atlanta locks up all of them is what I want to know. <laughs> Who oh subs in? I don't even know. It's like there's no tiebreakers, but they're leading in all of these potential roads to get there, which is really exciting to see.
12: Yeah, look, our main one at the moment is if we have the best combined over the right. first two seasons, we need two point two more points to New York City this right, season. Right, right. So that's our first one, because that just gets us in. <laughs> but obviously, we'd love to get in by winning the MLS Cup. Absolutely. And the US Open yeah, Cup. And the, the Support Shield. Everything. Yeah. We, <laughs> want we want everything. The quadruple and, and the Champions League uh, Soccer in the Streets today for that's the, uh, what is that, the Pentagon or whatever. Yeah.
4: It's it's an interesting time because you're just finishing up the first third of the season and and the point I was trying to make last night after the match is Atlanta United is is building a foundation right now. And you're trying to peak in September, October, not now. So every match is like adding new wrinkles, new elements to it and it's not about being your best now. It's it's these building blocks and I feel like every match even though at times New England for example there was some frustration But you controlled the match on the road, and you never really felt like you're going to lose that. That's a big step for this team. That's a big step for any team in this league to feel comfortable on the road. And I think Atlanta United now, since the Houston game, has looked completely comfortable playing away from home. I agree. Do you think that uh, Atlanta United still has room for that statement game, that game that that just essentially marks them as the elite team? I think the the game that did that in the first third of the season and they're gonna need one in the second third, the game that I keep going back as a comparison to is the LA Galaxy match. Yeah. I think that is the most complete ninety minutes Atlanta United's played all season. And I feel like it was good. It wasn't perfect. They can get better and play better down the road. This next stretch of games, June, July, August, I think is the key for that. But
0: Jason We have folks in here talking about problems with the 352, and if we just went to the 4231, everything would be better. They're talking. They're saying that last year that Jeff was dropping back more in the midfield and being able to protect he's not gonna, the
4: defense. In the 3-5-2, he's not going to drop because there's nowhere for him to drop. No, they're
0: saying if they we move to the 4-2-3-1 like last year, he'd be able to do that. They're saying that um, that also the ball would move a little faster. That's another thing. And then also we'll give the midfielders more options up top so Mickey isn't carrying everything himself and saves his legs. So those are Here, what's in
4: chat right now. And here's, here's the one thing to consider. The way you win matches and win championships is by – not giving up goals. The 3-5-2 is safer than the 4-2-3-1. It's not necessarily better, but look at how Atlanta United's played defensively this year. You're shutting teams down. You go to LA Galaxy, one shot on goal is all you allowed. Other matches, you're allowing three, four shots on goal. No, I do agree chances. away. I think you have to go that way.
0: But Some if, people would like to see more of an attacking style. My argument is how do you do that without Tito? That's you know. one thing. Yeah, and and sure if he comes back, but also I think that the, the opponents we've been playing, you know, especially if they're high pressing, you know, like New York Red Bulls mm-hmm. and New England. As much as you want to make fun of New England, they are a pressing team. New England
4: presses. Philly presses.
0: And Philly does. So I also think that
4: we'll probably see it this year at some point. You it, you'll you know. see all of the above. This is this is a process. This is a, a long season. It's not about everything being perfect right now the three-five-two playing it a lot now go and go and listen to tata martino's press conferences because he will give you some nuggets of kind of where things are going he's talked about wanting to play the 4-2-3-1 again he's talked about the comfort level that the team has playing different ways now you didn't have that last year you had one way to play and that was it and you lived on the edge when in the 3-5-2 you have a bad turnover you're safer you yep. can also go from three five two to four two three one very easily in the match without substitution. Let's just go
0: two 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 and just call it call it even.
4: Well you're gonna get to where <laughs> Argentina in the World Cup is playing a two three two three and everybody's like, How does that work? It's actually really similar to the four two three one Atlanta played last year. I know. I've looked at all the charts,
0: makes no sense to me. I just want to score goals and I don't want to give up goals. That's how I break
4: it down, like you said. Flip it. <laughs> Flip it. This is what you do. You wanna not give up goals first. If you keep a zero on the scoreboard, you can't lose, right? So you want to do that first, then you want to score goals on top of that. That's where Atlanta has flipped this year, I think. Last year it was score five goals every game and we just outscore the opposition and hope we can keep them under us. Now it's keep them at zero, and we'll get goals if we're comfortable enough. Then let me let me ask you guys something. So, you know, we've talked a lot about like all soccer in the streets, plant seeds, and and get kids playing. For each of you three, what hooked you on this game? What got you to doing this and doing shows and talking about it? What what made you become a passionate fan of the game?
11: Alcohol. <laughs> just joking, just joking. That's um, what we pay
4: her in.
0: I mean, that is
11: what that's what I'm paid with. Um, for me, uh. I watched EPL, uh, La Liga, uh, when I was in college and sort of fell in love with it there. But I think uh, what's sort of tied me to the community now, the aspects of the grassroots, Mm -hmm. is Atlanta United. I mean, having a local home team here, that's a a game that I can consistently go to. um, It sort of changed my whole conception of the way that soccer works, especially grassroots soccer. Because as I said it on our last podcast, I was completely naive. I thought... Grassroots soccer, like Atlanta Silverbacks, Georgia Revolution, like their players are like in their thirties. They have like other jobs. Yeah. Like that's what that was always what I assumed it was, but I completely mistook the thing. And I, you got you know seventeen year olds playing on that team. You have yeah. got uh, the the average ages of being twenty three and twenty four. So I think to me, the thing that keeps me going with soccer is that I'm always surprised I'm always intrigued there's always something to do there's always a community event to attend so it's it's a family it's an interactive thing um, you don't get that with a lot of sports here
8: true what true. was it for you um I used to play when I was small with this guy by the way yeah and we had very little um soccer in TV or on radio mm-hmm. uh, we have no professional league in Puerto Rico so Mm-hmm. There was only a few people that actually played soccer in each town. So in a way, it was like a very small, tight community. Yeah. So when we grew up playing like baseball and basketball and boxing, our main sports down in Puerto Rico, and only a few people actually played. So we grew together, learning the sport, just playing about. Then leagues starting to pop up everywhere. We were able to go through that transition and actually mm-hmm. see it grow. To, to where it is right now, I would say that right now soccer is the third, maybe the second sport in Puerto Rico. The second.
7: Yeah,
4: it's I would it's say really it's the second up.
8: right now. It's really. We even have a professional team in NASL, if that exists. I don't know. Yeah, if The Islanders exists. were great.
4: The Puerto Rico the, Islanders were great. Right, they were the Islanders a lot of fun were to watch.
8: So we've seen it grow. It was part of our childhood, if you will. Mm-hmm. We, I wasn't good in basketball. I'm really sure. That I wasn't good <laughs> in baseball because I'm not strong. So I, I played soccer. And I was asked to leave my soccer team. Oh, really? Oof. Wow.
2: I was, I Were you was drinking? Like, no, well. no, I was, <laughs>
11: <laughs> let's just say this. Uh, I was on a team when I was younger and I think I was like around eight or 10 at that point in time, but I was LGP aggressive when I played. And so I was sort of been like, maybe this is not the sport for you.
8: Kelly was showing up with a beer at practice. Hey
11: guys, I'm here. Hey, Kelly girl. was the
8: Harris
4: Madunian of her youth name. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, there's some pe- people
0: that will take you on their a side now. I mean, no uh, problem. Yeah, that's true. So you know, might get so
4: recruited to play out
0: here
8: in the yeah, knockout round. Yeah, for real. Round. It gets for real out here. Water break and Kelly will be getting shots of Jagermeister. Meister. There you go.
7: Yeah,
8: let's Ten go.
11: What's up? With Just some like
8: water eyes. Is that mango? Yes, it is. Oh, my oh, God. Very nice. A bit closer to the mic. Or you Yuck. can
11: actually hold it if you want to. Yeah, that yeah, makes it easier. It, no. Okay. No, like, actually. Uh, like a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like
4: that. Oh it's good. hot. You can swing the mic stand around. It's all so, good.
11: So what brought you out here today? I mean, obviously, other than that, I'm, I mean, including this, I guess. I'm a terrible person. I'm a terrible
4: person. <laughs> <laughs> this, <laughs> person. this is his office, <laughs> Kelly. Yes, of course. I think it
11: works here. <laughs> 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 it is my office. I sleep I sleep in, in the gym. We,
7: just, uh, we actually just landed here. Oh, yes, you
11: just came back.
8: Yeah.
14: Con-
7: so I came here to pick up my car. So uh. <laughs> and he gets roped into hanging out with us
4: for a little while.
7: Yosef's like, I want to go home, man.
11: We, we forced him to not go home now. Thank you. I feel so great. So, so. Hey,
4: Yosef, how have you enjoyed coming back and playing at home after a couple years in uh, Bethlehem Steel?
7: Yeah, it's really crazy for me because... Uh, I'm not like used to having a lot of people yeah. come to my games. Uh, and it's it's different. Like when my mom talk about soccer and uh, they're paying attention to everything, it's it's, it's so different for me. Uh, but at the same time, i really I really enjoy it. Tell us a little bit for you, like you're one of the veterans in that group.
4: You know, you've got a lot of academy guys coming in and you've played in this league for a few years. How is it like for you being almost like a a second captain in a lot of ways? Uh,
7: we have we have a few other guys. I think uh, they're better for that position (laughs) because I'm still trying to learn a lot of things on the field and off the field. the last 3 years been been rough a little bit so is this working oh. so so it helped me grow as a as a player um, off the field and right now i feel i need to go a little bit more on the field and this guy's like devin who's a striker also yeah. is helping me a lot and i'm i'm trying to get like some things from him and we have a, a few other older guys, and us young. I still consider myself one of the younger ones. So we're all trying to pick up something from the older guys and the coaches. So. It's
11: getting windy. <laughs> Things are falling. Yeah, who inspires your play, yeah, who inspires
7: style? Your play style? Who inspires me? Who
11: inspires the your style of play?
7: From our team or from anywhere? anywhere. Just in general. Um, I don't see. You guys remember Ronaldo from Brazilian? Original oh, Ronaldo, yeah. yeah.
2: absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Original Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
7: Not, not Ronaldinho, but the original. The original, yeah. 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 That's my favorite player all the time. I don't, I don't really have a favorite player right now, but mm-hmm. that's, th- yep. that's what I watch all, right, all the... No.
8: That's one of my all-time favorite players. Yeah. yeah. Il yeah. Fenomeno. Yeah, they call them in Italy.
11: So talking about the international market, obviously. Uh, World Cup is coming up. Uh, yeah. What what team are you rooting for? What are your thoughts about the the new uh, or the World Cup that we got coming up in general?
7: Um, I think, I don't know who to go for, but um, probably an African country. OK. <laughs> it would be nice. Yes. <laughs> it would be nice. That would be very a, nice. An African country wins it. Uh, Nigeria. They,
11: they have just, really did you just nice the <laughs> <Yeah. spin? laughs>
2: They were awesome. I tried
11: to order the tracksuit and it was like
8: sold out no. in three minutes. In three minutes. Fif- 15 minutes. It took to, to sold out the it, whole line. The whole line in the whole world was sold out in 15 minutes. It, it is really nice.
7: It, it is, is. They really it is. did it. It's different.
8: It's, yeah. different. it's different. It's refreshing. Yeah, for what, sure. What team do you
11: think going into the World Cup is the most underrated right now?
7: The most underrated? Yeah.
2: <laughs> hmm. I feel like
7: Colombia can do some damage. I feel like, cause they're all as good in, and uh, you competition Really, they're really good.
13: Colombia could win yep. the whole thing or be out in group. Yeah, yeah. Know, they're
8: yeah, like one the of the those thing. sides.
13: Yeah, right. They, they could go all the way or they could, you know, crash and burn. And
7: yeah, so for sure. I for
8: would sure. say, even though there were, um, there were the the first seed in their group. Yeah. I would say Poland. 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 Yeah. Well, yeah. It's one of those teams job. that no one actually talks about, yeah. Yeah. but they have the the personnel to actually go all the way. They're, they're kind of like this year's Belgium. They are the black horse. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they black might black take horse, one yeah. of the favorite ones and Knock send them down. home. Yeah, yep. Right. Yep. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, I, for Poland, yeah, I mean, when you have Lewandowski, I mean, that's right. just like yeah. insane. You know, How
7: about Croatia?
3: Serbia, yeah, with good shot, good shot. Yeah. I mean, like
8: tough group, though. Yeah, yeah, it is it's, uh, tough. It's a little group. bit of a group tough, of deaths, yeah.
7: for sure. Um, have yeah. some, have some good players for sure. For
3: sure. Well, what's your, uh, what's your heritage? That, you know, it again. What, what's your heritage? Um, uh, Ethiopian. What was that?
7: Ethiopian. Ethiopian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, <laughs> It is tough. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it is tough. <laughs> <laughs> Nigeria, right? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I. I kind of don't like Nigeria, because two years ago, Uh no, no, in 2014, for qualifying uh, for the World Cup, if we beat Nigeria, we would have gone through. And we scored a goal, and it crossed the line, and I mean, the ref didn't call it. Then uh, Victor Moses
8: scored on us, and that was Soccer is a game of inches. Yeah, it is. is. Uh, Um, One of the teams that I like personally, but I, I think they're kind of a bubble. It's Argentina. They, Argentina. even though they have Messi, and just having it, Messi can be an argument to actually say you're gonna world, uh, yeah. win the World Cup. They have a lack of of, of it, production of football in the in the midfield, yeah, and that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be their demise.
7: Yeah, for sure. It's it just yeah. playing as a team. Like Diabala is just a great player <laughs> when he, gets, he plays for Juve. Mm-hmm. So is uh, Iguain, but it's just. Mm-hmm.
3: It's really, yeah, like, their attack force is so stacked and, you right. know, and they're so thin in midfield and in the back yeah. line as well. Yeah. True. That, uh Atomendi is nice, though. Yeah. I like Atomendi. Uh I'm, I'm yeah. not going to slag him off, but uh, Atomendi yeah. is like a, a walking red card waiting to happen, I feel like. Oh, yeah. but, <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> but but That's but he will make the uh, the tackle when, uh, you know, yeah. he loves a slag tackle, is yeah. what I mean, you
13: know, so.
8: He, I would say he will do good he had, like, like, 10 feet long legs or something. Yeah. yeah. That will help him out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Is
13: but it going to be easy for you guys in the midst of your playing schedule to carve out time to watch? Right. Um, uh, I'm, I'm,
8: I'm, I think I'm going to miss, like, most games.
13: I don't know how our practice will
7: be, mm-hmm. but uh, I know a lot of Argentinians. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the yeah, a line of this building, no, to get the uh, oh, yeah. practice schedule moved and stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't, uh, hopefully we can – we can practice earlier and watch it
13: later. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's a, a little bit bittersweet? I, I know there's been a broader discussion here in the U.S. not yeah. having the U.S. national team in might mm-hmm. decrease the interest in World Cup this year. It, I don't really agree with that. I, I think soccer has gotten to the point right now where we're all going to watch. But, right. I mean, to you, Yosef, know, so as someone who plays, is it a little bit bittersweet to be watching this World Cup? Knowing that there is not an American club in there. It, definitely. It
7: definitely is because and like in two thousand fourteen you see like the whole streets are like packed yeah. with US fans. It almost feels like we're gonna miss out on that. Yeah. Right? They, and and it's like it's bringing people that doesn't know anything about soccer, like mm-hmm. into right. the sport, you know? Because yep. a lot of t- a lot of times when the World Cup is uh when we're in it. Everybody just comes because of the atmosphere, and it's US. Everybody wants to support US, so right. it's like the Olympics. You know, no, nobody watches track race. Really, I shouldn't say nobody, but like I, I don't usually I don't usually do that. So, but when the Olympics comes, I support US right. and stuff.
3: Joe, yeah, so, yeah. so, we'll repeat that question.
7: Uh, so yeah, Joseph,
3: uh, what was your path, in Europe? what was it? Do you know anybody that know uh, that played NPSL and through college or anything like that?
7: Uh, so, I went from from Academy Union Academy to yeah. Bethlehem, mm-hmm. their second team. Right. And a lot of players from that who went to college mm-hmm. and uh, they ended up playing P- NPSL. So, yeah. um, I, I know mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> yeah.
3: So we have a question from uh, in the chat. Alan M asks, uh, "What are your goals, uh, your personal goals for Atlanta United two this year?" Uh,
7: I think for me, it's not. I don't have like a certain thing I want to yeah. com- accomplish. I just want to be able to like learn and at the end of the, the season, mm-hmm. I'm a lot better than when I started. Right. You know, yeah, become um, a better player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just. Um, Hopefully, a lot uh, a lot of goals uh, yeah. and helping the team get to playoffs. Uh, playoffs are exciting, uh, and it just I'm enjoying I'm enjoying it a lot. So it's yeah. it's I have so much opportunity here and. It, mm-hmm. It's just, I, I just got re- yeah. to work. I just got to work. Yeah, for know.
2: sure, for
3: sure. Yeah, yeah well, I, I got to say, like, uh, yeah, we we're definitely rooting for you. Um, we, uh, man, your, fir- your first goal, where uh, you, a uh, little overhead kick. Uh, yeah. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man. <laughs> My God, dude. <laughs> we, uh, you had us all just, like, flabbergasted. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, props to you for that. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. That was, uh, you know what's that was funny about
7: that? That was amazing. Um, yeah. Is it? Who's the PSG forward who who plays for Uruguay? Oh, the the Uruguayan PSG forward. PSG forward. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah um, Cavani. Uh, K- Cavani. Yeah. Cavani. Yeah. The night before the game, Cavani did a a bike, and I was like, and I keep scrolling inspired, on yeah. Instagram, and I keep seeing it, yeah. and I was like, and I was like, I wish I would get a ball like that. Somebody chipped it really nice to him, and he just yeah. killed like, kill it. And and I usually don't do bikes and trainings or any, anything like that. Yeah. like Sometimes you get hurt. For sure. Sometimes yeah. you get hurt. You gotta hurt. figure out how to land. Yeah. yeah. And so when when the ball came, I wasn't really thinking about it. And to be honest, if the it would have been a bad play if it, if the um, if the defender was really close to me, because yeah. I I could have really hurt that for sure, that for guy. Sure. And <laughs> I kinda I didn't even think about it. it, just I just went for it. It was crazy. It was amazing, man. And uh yeah, the, the yeah
3: <laughs> I'm I'm still flabbergasted. Thank barely. you. <laughs> um okay, so we have another question. Um Kobe Lyles says Samuel, uh if you have watched Arsenal at all, who should we sign?
7: <laughs> who
3: who sh- we should sign? <laughs> who, who should Arsenal
7: sign? Everybody.
10: Everybody yeah. <laughs> they, they need a lot of help all they, over the place. We right? need
3: a lot
7: of help. <laughs>
10: no, Nuzel, you mean? We
7: need a center back. I think uh, center back. Yeah. yeah, the Napoli center back. I forgot his name. Goolbali. Goolbali. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. pretty good. Uh, That'd be good. At least on FIFA, he's really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's your reference point, FIFA. G- good yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he's good in FIFA, they ought to sign it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> we need center backs. We. I mean, yeah. I'm. A, I'm a huge Arsenal fan. Yeah. And what do you think about Emery? What do you think about the new coach? Unai Emery. Yeah, the new coach. I don't know I, I, <laughs> it's it's not about the coach it's yeah. how much um how much i guess it's how much they're gonna give him to, to buy to play yeah because it's, it's the it's board more, as well yeah. i think you know. arteta didn't come because they were giving him fifty million or something. Yeah. yeah well,
3: it so was 110 billion dollars. Yeah. No, I, I think it was that, and uh, apparently it was something <laughs> about um, giving him, com- you know, the the whole structure has changed. Yeah. Apparently they yeah, yeah. they're going with the director of football. They're going with, uh, you know, head of scouting and stuff like that now. Yeah. yeah. So instead of like how Arsen Wenger, he had full autonomy. Yeah. Yeah. And so Arteta was not going to be allowed that. So I think that was probably why. But uh, and Unai Emery is like used to that type of uh type of setup at uh at
7: PSG, obviously. So, I yeah. I didn't think Arsene Wenger was a bad coach. Mm-hmm. I th- I think he's a good coach, and mm-hmm. yeah. I love the playing style. That's that's why I like Arsenal. Yeah. But, uh, like, these days you have to spend money. It For just, sure. You have to spend money sure, when yeah. if you want to finish. Top four or win it. it. Just you have to spend money. For sure. Yeah,
2: because yeah, Obi. Yeah, yeah.
3: But uh, it was, it was he, nice. he's over Nigeria now. So, <laughs>
10: yeah, yeah. Joseph, let me ask you this. Yeah. First of the two big road trips have finally come to a close. I mean, six of seven on the road. Yeah. And then you know there's there's I think there's an indie match in here somewhere, and then you finally have matches on the 13th and the 16th. Yeah. See what we've been dodging all day. (laughs) You got two home matches coming up. (laughs) I don't want a concussion. Yeah, I know right. For for everybody watching. (laughs) Yeah. What has it been like for you guys to pack up your lives, go on the road? Come back home, train here, pack up your lives, go on the road, come back here. What is that madness like? And remember that this isn't the last time you're doing something like this. After those two matches on the 16th, yeah. it's another seven of eight, yeah. I think, on the road with the one match in
7: mid-July.
4: What's it, that like? It, it,
7: it's it's crazy. Cause I I want to go to the pool on like Friday nights. <laughs> we, we always like as a, like. like uh, my family always like gathers up uh, yeah. on Fridays and we always go to the pool. So my mom always asked me, are you home this Friday? No. And she kept asking me for weeks. And she was like, So you it, feel like you're crazy. a bad son if you, uh, if you don't make the... <laughs> no, it's, it's, this schedule is crazy. We're just like balancing back and forth, back, back and forth.
8: It's yeah. very it's tight. Th- it's tighter than the MLS schedule by far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
7: yeah. But at the end of the year, we have eight, eight in a row. Yeah, not bad.
10: Yeah, you got nine of your last twelve at home, including yeah the seven in a row to finish, and then nine mm-hmm. of your last twelve at home.
7: Yeah, that, that's get, good. Yeah. So you, you so you get get basically,
10: what period. you're saying is you're going to be spending a lot of Fridays back at home in right. in like October. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
7: But it's it's good that our schedule is kind of like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the away games are now instead of later on because. At the end, that's when everybody's fighting for a playoff position and stuff. So we'll have a good, uh, yeah. Maybe
3: less fatigue, maybe, uh, you know, when you don't have to travel as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, because do you feel like that gives you heavier legs, or does it not really affect you?
7: It's hard practicing and then going on a a plane, and and then, like, the whole process Personally, I don't like flying and stuff because it's just just the process. It's not the, uh, I don't like planes, but it's just the whole process is just too long for me. It it forces me to sit in the same place. (laughs) Well,
10: what's what's it like for a guy like you to learn from someone like a Tata Martino and a Scott Donnelly? What's it like to learn from these guys? Because everybody is still, you know, this one mass learning everything from the top down. What's it like to learn from coaches like that?
7: You know, when Tata is like, when he's coaching, even even Scott, they're so passionate. It's just, I love watching them coach. Because when a coach is coaching like that, it just, it makes you want to, like, work for him. Because mm-hmm. I, in the past, I had some coaches that just, that just stand the whole Number practice. Change, yeah. And then they, they say something. You know, we don't learn much from that. When a coach is here on a 90-degree <laughs> weather, and he's going everywhere. He's running, showing all the players what to do. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah. It's, it's, it's really nice. He is, he is. Yeah, see that. Uh, yeah, so, uh,
3: so, so we have a, oh, yeah. <laughs> right, so Joseph might be uh, being summoned, but uh, so uh, we're gonna, we're we gonna let him finally
10: eat his dessert and cool off. I know, right? Yeah, after so sorry about that. Don't uh, get uh, your now. water. Out. He a drink <laughs> now. Okay, so
3: we have one last question from uh, our chat room. It's Alan M. and he asks, uh, "How has your experience with steel differed so
7: far with the landing United Two, and what experience has crossed over to help you?" Uh, it's just like learning, being patient, uh, and just it just put your head down and working. Really, uh, I'm. A, I, I had some tough times because I just I just felt like I deserve it. I need to play it. Sometimes it's not, it's not that. Yeah. It, it, the coach needs mm-hmm. somebody in a certain position. So, right, right, right. and it was hard for me to adjust to that from you know academy and mm-hmm. playing all the time and um, and also the older guys just like they they helped me a lot. Uh, and. Just, I just feel more confident. I'll, I feel more uh, like stable. I don't know. Right,
3: definitely, yeah. 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 well, Joseph Samuel, thank you so much for thank joining you. us, man. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, you'll Co- man. We completely, completely and totally you. distracted you, you, so much, you, you know, from your orange so
10: ice for like a half an hour. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's completely like he just it a joke, over now. And he starts <laughs> munching on it, and then it just sits there. Thank you out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so much, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you, man. Thank you,
2: <laughs> All right, so here we go. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hello. Hey. Jill. How's it going? Chase good to see you again.
15: The uh, serial podcrasher.
2: Yeah, right? Okay. All right. So
15: Can I hold it?
3: In? Here we go. All right. Abdul, what's up,
15: man? Yeah, actually, I like that better.
1: How's it going? It's going good. <laughs> right. Okay. Go grab a seat.
15: I, I'm I'm new at this, up, so uh, all the oh you're you you're can not do new. Don't fun.
1: lie. You, are, I feel like I haven't seen you in forever, and by that I mean two What's weeks been, like, since I came and recorded okay. <laughs> with you.
15: Go to it. Oh look, like 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 father, like
1: son. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going, Abdul? It's going good. It's a hot day. Uh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. It is very hot. So right. you guys leave uh, June 11th, right? Yes, yes. Four we regionals. Leave. Right. Excited? How's practice been going the past few weeks? It's been
14: going great. Um, the boys are excited. And we, uh, as an organization,
1: we're very excited. So um, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. So score prediction. I hate to put the coach on the spot. What are you thinking? You mean uh, for the regionals? Yeah. Well, we don't know yet. Um, <laughs> I, all I can tell you is we're
14: going to work hard they're, to get the results. They're
1: ready, man. Being out there for just the, the afternoon that we were out there and watching them play, man. They're, they're ready and they're excited. Right.
15: Oh, definitely. <laughs> they, they live <laughs> to play.
1: Jill from Soccer on the Streets, you were on just a couple of weeks ago on the show as well. Good yes, to see you again. Yes, me
15: and my ramblings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> With the throwback shirt, no less. Yes. We got the camera going. yes. You had mentioned you've been with Soccer Street since 91, 92?
15: Uh, since 98. Oh, I thought it was just 92. As a person, yes. And <laughs> then before that, as a local affiliate since 92. That was it. That yes. was it.
2: Right. So, so
15: I'm, I'm the OG.
1: So you're one week out from leaving. As right. a coach, what do you start to do to prepare kids to travel for road ball that aren't that haven't been traveling and this is their first time going to regionals
8: right
14: so I mean it's gonna be a whole different experience for for the kids yeah um we are just excited to be part of um, this uh, tournament yeah so um, we preparing now a practice we're working on tactics yeah you know, for us to stay in a um, tactical formation right. right now but um the kids are I mean we we've been having good practices so, we are we are actually in a very good mood. So, um, come next week, I think um, we are going to be ready for sure.
2: <laughs>
15: and not to mention goes. the support that they've been getting from folks like you and...
2: Yeah, yeah. Just
15: the, getting the word out has been really important because this is the first time that we, as a organization of, have a, a club team that is actually going out of state to represent Georgia in a regional event. This is right. a big deal.
1: And so for those that don't understand, the road doesn't stop at regionals, obviously. So can you guys talk a little bit more about what the next steps are? Even what what what's on the forecast for next season, even looking ahead to next year?
15: Holy cow! We just want to get through the month. Of I know, June, I know. So. Well,
1: you've always got to have some something, some iron yes, in the fire.
15: Yes, you're right. Um, well, I think for us, it is—it's always been about trying to help bridge the gap between a introductory or—I mean, for the Clarkson kids, obviously, they're not introductory level players, but I think a lot of times. We, we lose sight of all of the support that has to go into getting kids to play on that level. I mean, playing rec ball, you basically show up and play, but when you play in a select division, you're talking about birth date, proof of age, you're talking about having all your paperwork in order, you're talking about player passes, you're talking about being you know, on time for warm-ups, and down to what color socks you can wear. So we're having to scrounge up socks of the appropriate color to take to regionals because they're very strict and about jerseys that. Jerseys and I mean, Absolutely. everything. everything. Absolutely. It's It's not just... Yeah.
1: That was one of the things that we said is, it's A, it doesn't stop at regionals. B, yeah. it's not just travel. It's travel. It's food. It's, yes. Uh, it's hotel. It's the jersey. I mean, everything. Yes. These kids are... They need it all to be able to... I mean, they've clearly got the skill. They've got the talent. It's just facilitating all the...
15: The, the infrastructure exactly right. and when you don't have parents that are able to do that because if you if you look at the you know the typical atlanta metro club teams you usually have a parent who's your team manager you've got parents who you know make sure that the kids get to matches and you know if they're in the region three premiere they were you know taking kids to to those those right. matches out of state and taking care of hotels and You know, they understand all the logistics and they're cool with it, but you're talking about dealing with 16, 17-year-old boys who don't understand all the logistics, not to mention coaches that, in a perfect world, coaches coach. Right. And you have administrators who provide this support because it's it's a big job across the board for any of those individual roles, and so to try to try to bridge that gap yeah. it, it means that we're having to hire staff right, right. in place of what has been traditionally volunteered right. so it's so it is a burden to try to put all this together and now we're having you know several teams in the select division from Clarkston not to mention girls right and now younger kids fortunately with the juniors we do have more parents involved so right. you know there a lot of them we're finding out our our. Their parents are the refugees, and their kids are the first-generation Americans. They were born here. Right. So they're a little bit closer to getting to that, you know, that typical soccer experience in the U.S., even though we're still, you know.
1: And you guys have 22 kids traveling. There must have been 50 out there playing. How do you wrangle so many kids and hell? How do you coach that? I mean, how do you approach that from a coaching standpoint?
14: I mean, for every practice, we have, like, 35 to 37 kids that will show up so we select players (coughs) based on their consistency so the ones that have been coming that have been with the program for for a long time not necessarily by talent because all of them can pass a soccer ball so we select players based on what our program is about which is soccer in the streets enabling kids you know teach them life listening through soccer you know staying in school be positive so we um basically as coaches we chose the players based on the organization's you know um
1: mission right
14: so that's how we um we, we've been all these years
1: so how did you get involved specifically over at clarkston i mean i know you play over at silverbacks right <laughs> how'd uh, you get, how'd you get s- roped into clarkston and coaching i used to work at college park for,
2: oh, um, okay. soccer industry okay.
14: with uh, Coach jill here so um well, one of the coaches moved move out of state. He yeah. was my cousin, Shaka Bangura. Gotcha. So when he moved out of state, um, and luckily for me, I was moving around Clarkson. So the organization just moved me to be the coach for Clarkson, so gotcha. which was amazing for me. Yeah. And, yeah. and for me, as a refugee, just like the kids, you know, it just you know, gives me joy to do. I'm actually loving every bit of it. That's awesome.
2: So. And you,
1: you've got the inherent ability here. I mean you've got one hand on the mic and one hand on the <laughs> on a child trying to right. trying to keep everything under control. If At any time you need to step away, don't hesitate. I know how it can be, and you've got to keep them entertained. And we keep good. them we interested. Good. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, coaching, you're, you're in the final stretch. you've got them ready. You go to regionals. So do you know where nationals are next? Do we know? Is it,
15: it I, I admit <laughs> that I don't it, it, it was like I said this is our first time right, right, right. at regionals and even that is you a know, a big step for us so we're I think we're kind of crossing that bridge right, when we come right. to it.
1: Because I'm under the belief that it's going to happen. Like, like I said, I mean, seeing those kids play, I mean, I, I'm sold at this well, point. let's speak so. it
15: into existence. So, yeah. And then also speak into existence the cost of going there, too. <laughs> right, so, right. You know,
1: yeah, so keep fund those donations made. coming, guys.
15: <laughs> coming. Name, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. Fund me, uh, for Clarkson FC.
1: But the kids are also doing stuff themselves. I mean, we we talked about it off air. Maybe you guys could talk a little bit about the charity that, or the fundraising efforts that they did yesterday for themselves for reasons. Yes. Yes,
15: that was, so the the idea with with Clarkson FC and the LifeWorks program that Abdul mentioned about teaching them skills off the field as well, we formed a youth leadership team earlier this year when they did the spring break camp, and they themselves selected the leaders among them to take on the task of deciding what activities they're going to do related to things like employment, um, education, fun and social and community service. So they have these different areas that they said are important to them and then certain issues within the community that they said were important to them and things they wanted to see happen. it's, it's interesting because doing fundraisers kind of comes second nature. If you've been working in a charity for as long as some of us have. Right. But for kids who've never done this before, I think they almost doubt their ability to be able to do this. Even simple... Projects like organizing. We did Sports Mania a couple of weeks ago where they wanted to try sports besides soccer. I know that sounds crazy, but they've not experienced There, there are no other sports other than <laughs> yes. soccer. What are you talking know. about? Well, in their lives, not. But then they're like, well... Why not? So they played volleyball and kickball. Oh, nice! And it turns out they love volleyball. We did a makeshift net there at the at the at the community uh, Did it community turn into center. soccer
1: volleyball? Be honest.
15: Well, we did have to we did have to <laughs> implement a rule that they couldn't use their feet, <laughs> yeah, right. but they were allowed to use their heads. I like so. it. It's we want to play other sports. Yeah, we want to play other
1: sports, but yeah. it's going to be things we're going to so we still use our
11: feet. It's right. How
15: many how many uh, spikes did we have that were headers? Um, There weren't any header spikes, but they actually actually they there's some of them that are quite good, and the boys oh, seem to really like volleyball. Nice. And so when we were doing the Clarkston Champions League as a fundraiser, by the way, where the question you asked originally was about their fundraiser, yeah. which was on Friday, by the way, they because um, they have training on Saturday, so that's we had right, to do it on right. Friday. Um, while the the matches were going on, they had this makeshift volleyball net and somewhere they have scrounged up a volleyball and they were playing volleyball oh, nice. while the soccer games were going on. That's awesome. That's awesome.
11: Uh, somebody asked in the chat if they played any handball and by that do they mean do they play any uh, American football?
15: <laughs> Actually, somebody did bring a uh, a American football out during the sports mania. So T- towards the end they were tossing a football around. Okay. So so that. They are familiar, but not very versed in the game.
11: I mean, that's just a a fascinating thing for us growing up, or me, uh, I can only talk for myself, I guess, Um, growing up in such a a different culture environment to them and that, you know, there are so many other sports, but seeing how they can gravitate to another sport like volleyball and Mm -hmm. and begin to love that sport also and and sort of just grows, uh, I, I, I guess, the community in a whole.
15: Well, speaking of other sports, it yeah. is somewhat regional because like for us in Georgia, mm. you don't see male volleyball teams, but my I have a couple of nephews that play volleyball in their schools <laughs> yeah. out west. I've never even thought about that. Now, like that just I'd never see that. You're absolutely right. But these these boys yeah. really took to it, and and I live in an area of Clayton County where there's a lot of Asians and they have uh, some areas where they've set up volleyball courts, and the men get out there and play volleyball oh, wow. on a regular basis. That's I see awesome. crowds there, so it was kind of cool to see this start to blossom. And and I told them we need to find them. A- so if anyone knows of some proper volleyball equipment, like a net, oh, a proper okay. net, because right now they're using my clothesline. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I
15: sacrificed a clothesline, and it has no net on it. It's just basically a cord that runs across the unused basketball court. But it to them it's a volleyball net. Yeah, I'm sure we'll yeah. we'll find. We'll, we'll be able to get you
11: a volleyball Scrubs net. No problem. Yeah, that yeah, would yeah, be yeah. awesome. Absolutely. So it was
15: kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> But it's kind of funny how we're doing Atlanta Champions League here on this Sunday, and they decided that their fundraiser. We talked about doing a car wash, and we and they're like, "No coach, we don't want to do a car wash." Because last year they tried to do one, and it was not not, not fun. <laughs> and so they said, "We want to do a tournament. We want to do a soccer tournament. Make it, have people pay to play." So they charged three dollars per player. Okay, and they had. Their publicity was mainly through social media and uh, yeah. word of mouth, but they had 14 teams. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. so That's awesome. So yeah. it
15: was uh, 10 boys' teams and four girls' teams.
1: Okay. And did a bake sale, too, right?
15: We did, that, well. I love me a bake sale. So... <laughs> So the, the concession stand, it turns <laughs> out, was a late-night chat on the day before. Coach, can you bring snacks? Oh, <laughs> boy. So what am I bringing snacks for? Well, we want to sell them. I'm like, well, what should I bring? And it's right. like, I better not be the one out there selling those things yeah. all day. So so nice, nice hey, enough to hey, report prove that. to improve. That's great. Yes, That's yes. It. Well, we are going to do a debrief, so we'll That's see good. what worked That's well. But, but we had a couple of – it was great. We had a couple of the the, the – girls out there running the concessions and they were running it too and they're like no it's a dollar fifty for that and there were boys coming up asking for water like give us a dollar and so nice yeah they, the, they ran it like a boss yeah
11: that reminds me of when i was younger and i decided to make a makeshift uh lemonade stand on my street and demanded oh, yeah. I be paid 50 cents per cup.
1: Oh, yeah. I lived go. out in rural South Carolina and did the same thing. And yeah. ended up just drinking four drinking gallons of lemonade yeah. in a day. Well,
15: my postman bought all of my lemonade. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead. Go, no, you go ahead.
11: I'm good. No, you go ahead.
1: I didn't know if there was anything in the live chat. No, That's what I was no, going to ask. No, there's nothing
11: else in the live chat. I'm going to go ahead and ask again to get some more questions into soccer in the streets.
1: So where's Adam at today? I think we gave him the day off. <laughs> right,
14: right. I just spoke to him earlier, so he was just asking how is the Champions League. So he's still
1: trying to get some dot paperwork for the, um, for the rest of the team. Gotcha. So, well, so one of the common questions that keeps coming up, we're on the E, well, not really the eve, but coming up is World Cup. Thoughts going into World Cup? Now that U.S. isn't in it, half the teams that I would pull for aren't, and so... Who are you thinking for World Cup? Who are you pulling for?
14: Well, to be honest, without the U.S., the U.S. not being in the World Cup, it don't feel like a World Cup to me. You
1: yeah, like know, high. no U.S.,
14: no Italy, no Netherlands. Right. Yeah. What, what so it's for? kind of those weird World Cups. Yeah. We don't know, but um, for sure, I I always go for England. Yeah. So I mean, Elliot Bevan
11: in the chat also agrees with you. Right. Yeah.
14: With all the African teams, so
1: I think England and Germany are safe bets to be somewhere. Right, right. Right. I'm
11: going. I'm going full France. France. Oh, there you go.
1: Parlez yeah. français?
11: Okay. Um, Parlez en français un uh, peu, oui. Uh, I am actually traveling to Paris at the end of this year.
15: Yeah. Nice. Oui, nice. moi aussi. Oui, oui, oui. <laughs> I love French. <laughs> yeah. Nice. No, I.
11: I'm. 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 I'm.
2: français.
15: am I'm. 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 Yeah, I think I took a year in in, uh, in college yeah. and uh, got C's, so it didn't <laughs> stick.
11: Um, my my schooling for French was being taught through French music videos. So, oh, like, we nice. watched uh, like one of the ones I can still remember this day was um, Et eh, tu bébé. It was like basically these two little babies like singing uh, Et eh, tu bébé. He knows the song, Et eh, tu bébé. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's a great song, it's oh, a great song. Boy.
11: Um, but,
1: yeah, go ahead. Jill, so what do you think of a World Cup?
15: So my family heritage is German and English, so that's why I'm rooting for France. Oh, there you go.
11: <laughs> I'm, I'm German, uh, Scottish, and French, and I'm going for France. France. I'm
15: Team Geiger,
1: because I think yeah. he's going to sway a couple of those decisions. Oh, my so goodness. I God. think he might be the ultimate winner <laughs> <laughs> in the World Cup. Team well, it's going to be yeah. very interesting. Oh, so yeah. 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 Germany
14: always looking strong. So yes. Yeah. 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 You never know.
11: Um, side note to this question, this is going to be the, our first World Cup with VAR? The, and dramatic silence, silence right there. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Um, just uh, anybody <laughs> had thoughts on that? That Maybe. was a loud gulp. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a different back.
1: Geiger plus VAR equals. Uh, oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah.
15: I guess you got to start somewhere. Yeah, right. I mean, I think ultimately technology is going to be a part of it yeah. at some point, and you know, if you're gonna muck up a World Cup, you might as well get it out, it's, get it over with. It's not
1: a soccer podcast without talking about VAR. So, yeah. what are your thoughts on it? How's it yeah. changed the game? What I mean, what are your thoughts, Abdul? What do you think about VAR? Do you think it's good for the league? Good for the sport? VAR the,
15: the video, video assistant referee.
1: Oh well. I,
14: I, f- I, think it uh, it slows the game down. Yes. yes. You know, and very much so. I think I mean, of course, it stops cheating or or it correct <laughs> mistakes. But I think mistakes should be part of the game. Absolutely. Personally. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I mean, it's good in some ways. It has its advantage and disadvantage. But um, overall, for me, I think it shouldn't be no video. I, I just think yeah, it's gonna be error in the game.
11: Yes. That's for sure.
14: Gotcha. But um,
11: I mean, there's error in the game with it. So. Right.
14: So why not, for me, in my opinion, why not leave it? You know? So, but, yeah. But
15: it's 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 funny to have watched soccer, and not having been a high-level player, I don't know that I really can have an opinion, but as a spectator and a fan, seeing how soccer has evolved over the last 30 years since I started watching it and being involved in it, and you look at some of the rule changes, like... The four, going from four steps to four seconds for the goalkeeper and not being able to pass back and changing right. the offside to even is on. And so these small changes have, I think, have changed the the, the speed of the game dramatically.
2: Absolutely, and, yes. right. And, and
15: so these these subtle things, and, and VAR isn't quite as subtle, but I think at some point when we kind of settle into the system, it'll just be another part of the game that we've become become accustomed to just right. like video, video replays or I mean the, the video replay is part of the spectators experience right. yeah. and so why not use it to your advantage if it could make the the results more fair I guess right. and so I don't know I'm, I'm I'm just trying to keep an open mind
14: you yeah. have a point I think yeah. um like for me playing for eight years without mm-hmm. videos yeah now maybe for the new g- generations yeah. I think that's okay. Yeah. But if you ask any player that, that have been playing for five, six years, mm-hmm. they will tell you, no, leave it as it is. Yeah. But um, I, I, I think I understood your point.
11: You uh, so I have a great uh, question here in the chat. It says, how has Atlanta United's uh, popularity spilled over to folks who have long been invested in soccer in Atlanta for years?
15: I am blown away. Because the the thing that comes to mind immediately is the rising tide ra- rises all raises all ships. Yes. And when when I came to Atlanta 20 years ago, parents and teachers and leaders in these neighborhoods where we work now were saying things like, "Well, these kids don't want to play soccer," or, "You know, well, we play football." And there was a not just a reluctance, but almost a hostility hmm. against playing soccer, and it was a closed shop in essence right right and now not only is the soccer community embracing outreach programs, but the neighborhoods where we're really making inroads that and 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 not not to minimize the efforts that are happening in places like Clarkston but but frankly in my opinion that's low hanging fruit cuz those kids already love soccer right, there's right. already a soccer DNA in that culture right. but right. go to the west side and see how yeah. much soccer is in that DNA yeah. try 0 yeah. and so more and more parents are saying hey we want our kids to be exposed to these opportunities too and kids are talking about soccer like they've you know they're more familiar with it right. I mean, there's still some resistance, but it's just an unfamiliarity. And as it becomes more exposed, I mean, I I take the MARTA in and out to the matches and I take Mm -hmm. MARTA on a fairly regular basis. Strangers on the train that are just coming to and from a job are like, what's that? what's that shirt you're wearing? Or was there a soccer game today? Yeah. And, and they're asking questions. And they I had a woman call me. I gave her my card. And she called me like, I want to get my son registered to play soccer. Oh, and yeah. so you're talking American families, particularly African-American families, that are now saying, we want to be a part of this too because it's an exciting time in our city. Yeah.
14: Very exciting time. Yeah. Very. Yeah. So what like, what she, uh, Jill was saying, it has become so popular mm-hmm. you know before i remember back a few years back when we used to work <laughs> at this western area we had like no interest from the kids <laughs> but now we have them in numbers so very yeah. exciting time yeah. definitely We're We're i will
11: agree yeah i i before atlanta united i mean i i watched soccer i watched in la Liga. i watched the epl i watched a little bit of mls and you could try and talk about it with people, but it, it wasn't um, a conversation that they wanted to keep up for very long. But now it's like, I'll walk around and I'll see somebody in an Atlanta United shirt or with an Atlanta United sticker and immediately spark up a conversation and then it, and a whole new platform for engaging between uh, socially between people that you would have never done before has now been open because of this team and because of the, the draw that it has and the excitement around it. Well, it was just,
1: it was, waiting to happen in atlanta i mean it's such a such a culturally diverse city Mm -hmm. that it was just a matter of time and so i feel like what atlanta united has done is it's just sort of i I always go back to this term but galvanized the population in some way that it's made it's given them a rallying cry in some way that has brought everybody together and then people that i mean i played in high school and a little bit in college and i haven't played in years but now every time, every day I talk about it, I'm like, God, I just wanna I just wanna touch the ball again. Yeah. <laughs> right.
15: Can I get something off my chest? I am about tired of these I I other cities night. and clubs you saying, Oh you know, Atlanta United, the the club that's bought and paid for and Atlanta, oh. <laughs> you know, with this new oh, you mean soccer plastic? city. You mean we're yeah, plastic? Yeah. Remember exactly. we're plastic. People, yeah. plastic? <laughs> and you know what? I say that. It is about time that w- that these long suffering Atlanta soccer fans finally got what they deserve. Absolutely. A club that gives a crap about putting a quality product on the field and in the front office and includes their fan base the in community. the decision making and community. also in you know making everyone a part of this. I mean, it's always been inclusive about MLS in Atlanta and I I have a confession to make. Atlanta United has made me love soccer again. Before, I was kind of, you know, getting a little, I would I would resist watching it on TV so I wouldn't get burned out because I was around it all the time and I was out there with the kids and I love the kids and I love being a part of that. But, but pro soccer just was kind of a...
2: Oh yeah, balls what? are flying in our faces. Yes. It's fine. I'm like right.
15: incoming, but uh, I was just kind of trying to avoid the burnout. But now, I mean i i read the i read the the, the, the Facebook chats, yeah, the, the Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I listen to all the podcasts. I mean, oh, yeah. I am I am consumed with. I'm it. obsessed with Jason Longshore
11: and right. Mike Conti. They're not even here. They even hear that. They'll hear it eventually. All right. Uh, No, so I was going to say mic drop in that instance, Um, but I'm not allowed to physically drop a mic, so I'm just going to say mic drop.
14: Okay, so... um
0: How's my... Can you hear me all right, guys? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And everyone good. can that's always a hear you, <laughs> Jay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I'll go ahead this and is turn the yours first time I think,
11: Have we... Hey! Oh, hey! Hey! It's
0: El President Day on, from Terminus Legion,
9: on. Austin Long, here to hey. join us.
11: Thank you, Austin, for joining us.
9: You're welcome. You're welcome. You guys are doing an awesome I, I job. I cannot believe you guys are doing this, but... <laughs> I mean, five hours, right? Yeah. Or or well, take, we, we yeah. lost
1: an hour. You're welcome.
11: So it's more like four, but that's fine.
0: For yeah. yeah, snap a picture and tweet out that he's here so everybody knows. Yeah, and then uh, so the reason I want to have Austin on is first we've been using the Terminus Legion tent. Uh, we just took it over for the remainder, for the remainder of the the whole day. Here, here to serve. Here to serve. So thank you for that donation. Secondly, I noticed that you guys dropped like twenty-five hundred or twenty-three hundred or twenty-six.
9: Twenty-six, twenty-one. 20 but i counting.
0: Twenty-six, twenty. <laughs> $2,621 a few days ago onto the donation page for Soccer in the Streets.
11: That's crazy. It which is. is
0: amazing. That's incredible. We know you guys have been working with Soccer in the Streets all of last season and this season as well. But that seems like a big number. That's a big deal. How, what does that compare to, to how, what you guys did last year?
9: So for last year, we donated. I think we came in around 5500 for the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did about 2100 for... You're, uh, you're already more than half the year... Yeah, in yeah. yeah.
1: Scoot up uh, so a little bit, Austin. I'm, I'm you just clipped off the screen just a light. tad bit. We're all friends here. Am I I'm in?
0: Yeah, yeah. There you go. Right. You're
9: good. All right. Uh, we it closer th- to Jay.
0: <laughs> Get used to it.
9: Yeah, we did about uh, twenty-one hundred for Nations Cup a couple months ago. Uh, then we just transitioned right into Champions League, and we had uh, our tailgates. Uh, the weather is cooperated, and we not yesterday so much, but uh, we uh, tailgates. Lots of people have been coming, donating. Uh, Our raffle drawings, excuse me, our drawings have been going really well, and people have just been super generous, and so we did 2,600 uh, earlier this week, so then we have uh, the the watch party for New England, and then we have whatever we raised yesterday, so Claire's putting that together, and uh, we'll be adding that on top of that. Our uh, our new goal was 3,000 for this event.
11: That's, yeah. that's
1: so awesome. It, 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 uh, beside that, I mean, there's a dollar amount, but, you know, you mentioned the watch parties. Even just helping us out. I mean, yeah. you guys' effort to help us with the FIFA tournament and all of that, we can't thank you enough for, for all of that stuff. I mean, this, the things that you guys do in the community is hands down some of the best stuff. Well,
9: we one thing we want to do this year is uh, go above just raising money, right? right. Money's... I mean, we raise a lot of money. We're happy to do it. Uh, we wanted to be more hands-on, so we have uh, almost 30 people here today volunteering. Uh, Home Before Dark Network has produced provided <laughs> us several opportunities. You know, live podcasts, uh, the FIFA tournament. You guys were super helpful for the uh, poker tournaments that we've done. Uh, so we just got more avenues now, and there's just more stuff to do. There's more ways to help, and we want to keep helping. We want to do more hands, not so much uh not in addition to the money so there's always more to do it just makes sense i mean a lot of the conversation today
1: has been based around the community i mean whether it's talking to darren about it or mike conti everybody's talking about how tight-knit this community is and how it's opened its arms to any and everybody and so i think that speaks to the fundraising efforts that we've all tried to do as well is that we want the community to get involved so that they're not just Putting out money and not knowing yeah. where it's going or where what what it's. I mean, you, you
9: guys put together the Clarkson thing, and that sort of popped up, and we weren't exactly sure how we could help, but you know, uh, we're like, well, we'll raise money, and then so Terminus Legion's matching dollar for dollar wherever right. our members raise. I don't know what our number is right now. I know I it's, it's more than five hundred dollars. Yeah, I
1: think it's right around six hundred. Okay. So that'll be another six hundred on there okay. too, which is awesome. And, yeah. So yeah.
9: Yeah. So I'm not going to get my uh, bonus this month, but that's okay. That's Suck okay. it up. Yeah. Sorry, It's El for Presidente. the kids. It's for the doing kids. it for
11: the kids, man. That's right. For the kids.
9: Most, mostly for them kids. Mostly for mostly them for children. The Just kids. start charging for the tent next time. Yeah.
11: <laughs> that's Just it. say it's a $600 tent, guys. Yeah.
9: Yeah.
0: $600. $600 a
1: day. Absolutely.
11: Up front. So what's, have you guys talked
1: about the game last night? I haven't been able to even talk about the
0: game I, yet.
11: I haven't. I, I know that it was brought up, I think right when we first started. Jay,
1: this. you had that conversation, didn't you?
0: Yeah. We talked a little bit about it. Formations, things like chat was talking about it. I mean, what's going on in chat right now? Anybody um, chatting up the thing? No, nope, Kelly's not on it. All right, fine. We'll just go
9: somewhere I mean, else.
11: You, I mean, you have just people talking about the, the question that we had with the world cup. I mean, it's a question that we've been asking pretty much everybody. I'm going to jump
9: in right here. Uh, if the people watching on YouTube oh. can see Rebecca, Rebecca, uh, it makes this happen. Tailgate coordinator, she, she, down here. She makes this happen. I'm in. just here. I'm just. I'm just, a, I'm just a voice, but she makes all this happen. So I want to publicly, publicly thank her. What's up, Rebecca? How are you? You have gotten a lot of sun.
1: Back to back days out. Whether it's in the gulch or out here, the weather is just brutal. The past two days.
16: My tan lines right now are out of control.
0: Okay. I was just giving the secret passcode to Kelly's phone. <laughs> 1776, everybody, if you ever find her phone. no Freedom. <laughs> Actually, I just we forgot we the number because I just made something you up. You could use I the I Orlando the City number.
9: Formation Year, but we don't know exactly when that is, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Zero, 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 zero.
0: Rebecca was kind enough to help me uh, set up these tents in the morning uh, because I got here way earlier than I initially And told then we people. still started late. Yeah, we still started <laughs> late anyway. So, But Rebecca... You're doing a lot with, I know the tailgate efforts. You play on. It's weird because did you play on a team last year?
16: So I played. Uh, Put it right out there. Hold there you go. go. Is, is this good? Um, <laughs> yeah. <you> go. <laughs> so I played uh, on a league with a uh, soccer in the streets down at a five-point station, and um, I mainly just play softball and stuff.
9: Okay. She did an SG tournament. How long I you do it? How I long you do that, doing that uh, stuff? Uh, Softball? No, not softball. Oh.
16: Uh,
0: the the Playing with the uh, soccer in the streets or doing the
16: uh, I five did a, sides or whatever I did a couple seasons, and then I played in that uh, NRSG tournament for Terminus Legion last year.
0: Yeah. Why do you do so much? Why do you do all these things?
16: I like to stay busy.
0: <laughs> that is definitely something that you I don't are.
16: like being bored. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're constantly, I constantly see you everywhere, wherever we go. You're setting up tailgate. You're breaking down tailgate. You're doing the soccer in the streets. You're playing matches, you're going on road trips with Austin and everybody else down to Orlando, <laughs> causing havoc down there, I mean, Somebody make, has make, to, go, to me, that's, a, that's what a supporter is, you're like, you got all the boxes ticked, right, volunteering, going on road trips, doing the thing, you're in the front with Jason Wells and the helmet and the flag, <laughs> second row, last night I saw you on TV. Holding the alien. Yeah, I had the alien, Carlton. Right in the supporter section, and then that's you're right it. here. You beat me here. You were here already when I got here at 8.30 in the morning. Well, already, that, that already. that's
9: why. So yesterday she did all of that, right? And then she was here first. 7.30. Right. 7.30. Yeah, she was
0: here so an hour before I was. That was on my couch <laughs> last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. So why do, you, why do you volunteer so much for Soccer on the Street? How did you get into it? Was it through Terminus Legion? Was it before that?
16: Uh, no, I got into it through uh, Terminus Legion. Um, you know, I I joined last August, so I haven't even been in for very long. Um, you know, I met all these people, and they're awesome. And, um, you know, I just wanted to jump in and immediately be active. And uh, Austin passed on the uh, charitable events to me, so... Try and plan something every month and, um, you know, hang out. Like this is our, uh, what month is it, June? June? I don't even know what day it is. Um, so our, this is our June service project for Terminus Legion, um, and then I'll book a July one probably um, helping out in the Guardians or um, something like that.
9: Yeah, Yeah, you guys do
1: a lot of service projects. Yeah, she was 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 very
9: instrumental. And uh, so Jillian, the the first time we met Jillian was for Beyond the Stands. Right. And uh, she made all that happen, Trees Atlanta. And so, yeah, she's done an amazing job for us. So we're very, very appreciative. So
1: So what's what's next? I'm sorry, go ahead, Kevin. Oh, no, I was going to say, could you talk a little bit more about those efforts with Trees for Atlanta and stuff like that?
16: What was the question? Trees for Atlanta, other, oh, other yeah. things you guys do? Yeah, can you oh, talk a little okay, bit more so, about um, what that is, what those
1: efforts entail? Not smoking yeah, trees,
16: for for Atlanta, sure. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> trees for Atlanta, guys. Just trees for Atlanta. We are not in Colorado. Um, so yeah. For, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> in, uh, in October, we did uh, Trees Atlanta. Uh, we were featured on Beyond the Stands. Um, so we just went out and planted trees.
0: Was Jillian the one that did that? Yes, what, yeah. Jillian. She, yeah, so that's, that's um, ironic. Yeah. We
16: just yeah. had her on earlier. So I met her. Um, there and uh, then we did we did work over at Woodlands Garden um, was it in March yeah March we did Woodlands Garden April um, we did uh, Nations Cup for soccer in the streets as well um, it was a bit smaller than this but uh, still a really great turnout um, may we skipped just because uh, the schedule was so insane with uh, games and everything this is our June service project and then uh, we'll try and do something um, we also work with like Habits for Humanity, um, right. you know, I find random um, things on like Hands on Atlanta and uh, just find charitable events for us to volunteer at.
1: So Alan M in the live chat actually makes a good point to that. So where can people find out what Terminus Legion charity events are coming up and do they need
9: to be a member to participate? So the, the, the broad answer is Uh Everything that we do goes through there. Um, and then uh, the members get emails and uh, the member discussion page. But the answer is no. You do not have to be a member. We, you know, uh, all of everything that we do is open to LA United fans. So uh, we will. If you go to the Terminus Legion Facebook page or on Twitter, uh, those will both be posting it where we'll be in July. So we love uh, we love meeting new people, and if people want to get involved, we'd love to have them.
10: There we go. Mucha plata, y'all. Mucha. Well, wait a second. Aren't we supposed to – I know we're signing off. I'm done.
4: I'm done. That was it. Yeah. I'm out. You're out? I'm out. Okay. My voice might last five more minutes. Yeah, maybe. really? Hopefully. But, no, this was fun today. No, oh, this was awesome. Uh, thanks to everybody who came out and made this happen. Um, Home Before Dark, Unrelegated, Atlanta United Fan TV, Siempre United, you know, everybody watching as well. Um, it's been super cool. I mean, just to have this type of soccer community in Atlanta – it's just cool people involved in it. Yep.
10: And uh, come on in. You you have to uh, you have to bid a farewell as well. Hey. That. Oh, we're
6: saying goodbye, right? Yeah, yeah. we're
4: saying goodbye. An extended goodbye. Yes.
6: An extended goodbye.
4: So we'll see you again Saturday at Yankee Stadium. Some of you Can't will. Wait. Yes.
6: Yes. Robert, yes. <laughs> <goodbye>. <laughs> Some of us will. I'm pumped. I'm excited. Uh, family in attendance. Oh, oh, really? Both Kevin Egan and Dan Gargan have had friends and family roll through, and I'm just <laughs> like, "All right, guys, I got to prove you exist. You need to come to Yankee Stadium. So, gonna have some people in attendance. It's gonna be really fun." Um, How many growing, people have
10: you hit up for tickets?
6: Oh, I have four people coming. Not okay, that's big. I can't uh, drain Atlanta United's uh group of <laughs> tickets that much there's some, they, there's some other important people that need to come um it'll be really really fun I'm, what I'm excited for is growing up I went to old Yankee Stadium and then the new Yankee yes. Stadium opened up and I went there and then I covered um the outdoor series for the NHL there so there I've seen go. hockey That's nice. right hockey Um, Football for the pinstripe Bowl, Baseball, of course. And then I've been at a couple NYC FC games. In the past few years, I've just ended up at more Red Bull games. So going there and and going there employed for the opposing team is really exciting, and I really can't wait.
4: (laughs) What's been the most surprising thing about your time with Atlanta United?
6: Well, I I sound like such a cop-out because I keep saying it, but the biggest thing has just been, like, welcome to Atlanta. That's been – I mean – gas station
10: yeah where the players play
6: yeah where the players play (laughs) um it's just been that welcome to Atlanta and then the second thing is that I love the most is whether it's here in this tent today over in the gulch yesterday at the gas station like I said I can have a great conversation with anyone you walk up to as if it's yourselves Kevin or Dan it's not just oh yeah good win it's what'd you think of that play this and that and that's so specific to Atlanta. You can't mention in, in most other MLS cities all the time, and someone is so tuned into what the club's doing at all times, and, and that's been really special.
10: When you look back, I don't want to necessarily use the word surprise. Sure. But when you look at the time that you've spent seeing what's going on, what's it been like for you to be a part of this process and see it evolve to where – it's 45,000 like clockwork. Yeah. They open the, the upper deck, it's 72,000 people. Is there anything that you can compare what you're seeing to, regardless of sport, regardless of level?
6: I really can't. I mean, coming into MLS, before I worked in MLS, I already worked, for, worked with covering such established teams, that that was the struggle, to find an interesting storyline, to actually get time with a player. I was, you know, covering, you know, the Yankees or the Rangers or the Knicks. And that's and that's great, right, covering your hometown teams. Yeah. Lovely. But I'm not going to get any – I'm not going to tell a story about Carmelo Anthony that hasn't already been told. And that's why I love – why I first fell in love with MLS. And now to be working for Atlanta United and be telling those stories to a fan base that care so much and all they want to do is know more about these players and their success and where they come from that I love it, but I can't really equate it to anything else. I'll think about it, though. Yeah, because
4: you're going to be with us on Friday.
6: Yes. Subtle plug. I will.
4: (laughs) One thing um, you've done with MLS is go around the league and and look at community projects, Mm -hmm. like what Soccer in the Streets does here in Atlanta. What are some of your favorite stories from around the country in this regard?
6: Absolutely. So last season we launched it. It was an idea I had a couple years ago, but as we all know, things take sponsors, and Wells Fargo was wonderful and stepped up and said, we want to sponsor this. So... A, uh, last year I did eight eight supporter groups, uh, Terminus Legion included. Um, and I think it really opened up everyone's eyes because one thing that was so interesting to me when I was going around Major League Soccer, when I first started out covering the playoffs in 2015 in Portland, um, was I would be at the Timbers Army and they'd be like, oh, yeah, on Wednesday we have the soup kitchen. Or I would just hear that in passing them talking to each other. And I was like, what? Because, yeah, Yankee fans, they're crazy, right? Hawks fans, wh- whatever it is. But the idea of doing so much like a modern day church group outside of game day is so specific and unique to Major League Soccer and really to to football in the United States that people get together and do things outside of game day. So the best ones, they were were all great. Some of the most unique ones was really in Seattle, um, tiny homes, you know, taking what looks like a shed and building it in a spare parking lot that's helping people that are battling homelessness and then. Um, A fantastic one would have been uh, in Portland, the Timbers Army was decking out uh, foster homes, like all with their own money that could be going to other things. It was just really special. And Terminus Legion planting millions of trees along the Marta line in heat like today, and they're just smiling and they're pumped and they invite you so many. I mean, they told me a hundred times after that, like, hey, we're going to go for beers after this. Come with us, come with us, come with us. And I was like... Oh, well, these guys are really nice. So when a couple months later, that was shot in September last year. A couple months later, this I was told, like, oh, you know, Atlanta United like to talk to you about the sideline role. I was I was head over heels because I couldn't have imagined kind of a, a nicer fan base because sometimes. Being supportive and passionate also comes with, like, a rowdy crowd, which is great and fine, but the friendliness aspect is super unique. Now, this season for Beyond the Stands, we're doing players. Last year was supporter groups. This year's players, our first episode was with Matt Lamson. That was awesome. And obviously, you you can't overlook that. I think the best thing that Matt said was, without a doubt, if I didn't have cancer, I wouldn't have been a professional athlete. And I just said to him, I'm like, say that again? Because that's not what I thought he was going to say. He just said it kind of gave him an extra bite. It made him want to try harder, be more of a dedicated athlete. Then we've got a, a, a lot more coming up, Atlanta included. I'll keep that player surprise. Ah. Um, but a lot more to come. Ah. One down, seven more to go. All
10: right, Matt Moore is head coach of Atlanta United squad he today. He
6: is what do you doing think? a fantastic job, and he, he has decked out this roster. He, he got guys in early, apparently, from ATL-UTD2 um staff last <laughs> night rumor has it he was getting guys bust Charter back up here bust. oh matt morse pulled out all the stops to to make this a good roster and i am pumped for the final because I, he yeah he's the tata <laughs> of of this champions league right
4: tata <laughs> more
6: tata so more
4: soccer in the streets tata el profe wow
10: what are your guys
6: predictions
4: pain oh see that's the thing two years ago uh-huh. Atlanta yeah, united won Three years ago, Atlanta United lost. Mm. Last year, Atlanta United lost all to Manchester United in this tournament.
6: <gasps> oh, this is a so rematch. A oh, this a is new for me. Yes. Yeah. Well, they, this is the key question. Were they all coached by Matt Moore? Oh,
4: yeah. This uh, is Cavs No, Warriors he has now. not always been the coach. All right. Yeah. He was a goalkeeper at one point. I think It I would be fun that. if he could get,
6: like, you know on shows when you get, like, you know, call a friend, this and that. It would be fun if his call a friend could be Tata during this game.
4: <laughs> How do folks <laughs> keep an eye on you on
10: social media?
6: Oh, yeah. It's at Jillian Sakovitz. J i l l i a n and then Sackovitz with an S at the beginning and the end. That's See about there it. you go. There at you go. At Jillian Sackovitz.
10: So we're gonna have Jillian say the the SDH sign off. Sure. Yes, I think so. Do, do you Can know? Can you it?
6: remind me? <laughs>
10: <laughs> Mucha plata, y'all. Huh? Mucha plata, y'all.
6: Mucha plata, y'all. Very nice. Well, there you go. Hasta luego. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of that too. Yeah. Mucha plata, y'all. Mucha Thanks, plata, guys. y'all. Guys,
6: you do a great job. I'll make batteries to power.
1: HB4D family. Let's bring it in. <laughs>
0: bring it in tight for the camera. Oh, wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in a Home Before Dark brand forum.
1: Hashtag on brand.
0: Dude, my phone legit when I re, like, restarted it because the internet dropped. Everybody was like, what's happening? The YouTube video lost. And I pay, like, the one, the, here's the odds of this we have two tents put together. And the, the the four inches of space between the tents, the sun went it through there it. and beamed on my phone and overheated it. Just at it.
11: the right time. Oh. Just,
0: just before, yeah, anyway. Way
11: to fail us, Jay. This is so typical.
0: Way to
1: fail us technology. I, it's almost like I feel this like this is wouldn't.
11: typical, Jay. It's typical the, the home audio, before dark. Why do you audio. think we
0: got you guys on board? Yeah. I feel like this wouldn't have been as. Because this is
11: our brand. On yeah. brand
0: if yeah. we, if, if we no, had been
1: absolutely. totally successful.
11: Oh, with hey. if it would have been successful, people would have been like, what are they now? Like you, you who are what? they You know what? Nobody, nobody like
1: can them. doubt the success of our fundraising. Yeah.
11: No, they can't.
1: Because we brought it home.
0: I'd like we to did. thank Dan for stopping by for 37 seconds yeah. to say hello. <laughs> really great, really great.
1: Thanks, Dan. Shout out
11: to he Dan. Made a, he made a celebrity appearance, guys. Yeah.
1: Hey, he still made it here longer than Tim. Tim for did. the help did. desk hey, support oh. over the phone. Yeah. Tim was IT support. Thanks for being on call today, Tim. I really <laughs> yes, appreciate you.
11: We really appreciate that. Uh, he was all the way in India. He answered that phone call and walked us through. Yeah, it was great. Step by step. Thank it's you. Thank still you didn't get it
16: working.
0: Amazing. Yeah.
11: Yeah. Yeah quality over there is just insane.
1: So, what you guys schedule this week? Mm. Oh,
11: it's a, so it's a crazy week for us. So I leave uh, to go to L.A. Uh, on Tuesday morning. So I'm completely out for not only the Open Cup game on the 6th, but I'm also out for the NYCFC match as well. So I don't even get back until next week, next Tuesday.
1: And Jay, you're traveling to the game, right? Yeah,
0: so I'll be at the Open Cup, uh, and then I will be flying to New York on Friday. Friday morning, like 7 a.m., and I found a, a, a pad in Brooklyn to crash, uh, Airbnb, and Love Brooklyn. I thanks, cooligans. W- yeah, and by the way, <laughs> thanks for bailing on me and yeah, going to Kooligans. Miami to some whatever Neymar event. Neymar event, like that's important.
2: <laughs> Instead
0: of uh, you know meeting me with a limo and take me to your studio exactly. and, at and giving Christian you pizza Clark, yeah. Right, yeah. Exactly. or Rockefeller Center or whatever that is. So. <laughs> Uh, anyways that i we will not be we're gonna take a break, so we're gonna take a break. we've been just nonstop fr- uh, from the beginning oh. since we released the pilot, and we're we felt you know we we're gonna talk enough about the game today and things like that, and we're just gonna uh, release segments of this and yeah. as you're listening you probably downloaded it already and yeah Kelly's so.
11: Kelly has made one stupid comment um or one incorrect comment, but I don't. I don't remember what it was. I'm going to listen to all four
0: hours so I could add that to the uh, of cor-
11: and I hint think it of was, offside I, segment. No, I literally think it was when I was sitting here with Darren Eels. I, I I meant one word and I couldn't figure out what it was. Um, and <laughs> I, I had to be correct. I like
0: messing up words in front of a British lawyer who's yeah. really eloquent brilliant. and brilliant. well-spoken.
11: Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Very personable though. I've actually never met him in person, and I, I mean. I'll well, we don't did.
0: invite you to those events, so Yeah,
11: that's very true. That's a <laughs> smart just idea. Furthering our but he knew who you, I was you and keep made me feel saying happy weird about things. Yeah. So. Making Thank a point you. for you. Thank you. I'm um. entertaining people, It's what I am. I bring the entertainment.
0: So, Kevin, we are about to wrap up here, pack up. We literally built a tent city.
1: We did. It's uh, a bit of a shanty uh, like town. Like the largest shanty We took town up the most space in <laughs> <laughs> this
0: entire place. We
11: did. We literally did We were just gonna
0: let people know we're here. Yeah, exactly. And we uh have uh, well, what's going on with Home Before Dark coming up? Because you guys mentioned away days football. You just had the sponsorship. Right. Is there anything else coming up? we got some, events. We coming got some
1: events coming up. We're going to be doing a live show next weekend for the NYCFC game at Elder Tree in East Atlanta Village. That's right.
0: Oh, I
11: love that place. They're We're, plugged in now.
0: That's
1: uh, your Yeah, they are part of the family now. Uh, we will kind of working through some of the details and stuff. But that is planned to be at least the Kevin, Tim, Dan, and then extended family home base for... Home Before Dark on our end, anyway, they, that will be over there They have regularly. an awesome
11: tailgate, actually, at they the do. Gulch. Because I stopped do. by yesterday. They were they were, Roasted had a, a whole smoker pig. out there. Roasted yeah. a whole pig yesterday. Yeah. We the had
2: tailgate. the brisket together. Remember the first yeah. time we went yeah, over yeah, their yeah.
1: tent? I mean, it's hands oh. down. I mean, they just do it big. I love those so guys good. so free. much. So. so good. At the tailgate. It's free. Yeah. free. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, guys. They, they work on tips. So Unbelievable. Awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah, be doing that. And then after that, I mean, we record tomorrow night. That'll be after this audio goes up or before all the audio goes up here. But... Yeah, I mean, I think we've kind of spun our wheels the past couple weeks, done a lot, so we're going to kind of get back to a regularly scheduled program, I think, in some regard. It's, it's the <laughs> same you can't, with this us. pace is unmaintainable. Yeah, it's unsustainable. I, yeah. I can't, it, it, it absolutely is. I mean, doing interviews and live shows and events and everything, but it was all yeah. for the kids, and I think that it was a huge success on our part. I it think was. between all the podcasts, are... Goal was fifteen thousand, and Atlanta United was meeting what we raised, and we raised over. I think it was like seventy-five, eighty-three, or something. So with the match, we're over the fifteen k. That's incredible. So we did it, and I'm
11: so proud of all of us. Thank you all the people that have contributed, uh, donated money, bought away days. Uh, Of that
1: sixty-eight hundred was just Home Before Dark fans, yes, which is. Freaking awesome. I love yeah. our family. So so thank you guys so much. Uh thank you to all the podcast community that came out today. Uh Soccer in the Streets for letting us be a part of this. Atlantic United for matching the contributions. All of the guests from Mike Conti, Darren Eels, Jillian, uh Yosef. Yeah. Um but yeah, siempre
11: United, Soccer Down Dave here Dave Williamson Jill from Soccer on the Streets.
0: Austin Long, Rebecca. Yes. Yeah. Terminus thank Legion,
11: you. yeah.
1: Yeah. So Thank you, guys. Uh, you can find all of us on the internet. You yes, can. you
11: can. Uh, where can they find you specifically, and then where can they find Home Before Dark specifically?
1: Find me at The Architect. That's at the underscore A-R-C. Number one, T-E-C-T. Collectively at Home Before Dark. That's before <gasps> spelled B and the number four. What about woop, you, guys? All
11: right. So you can find me on all of the, Careful, buddy. the grams. Careful, buddy. Um, Careful. You can find me at the Kelly Francis, and that's on Instagram. Hold on, that's on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I, I think I have a Snapchat. I don't even know what that is. Um, but then you can also find the both of me and Jay. The both of me. The both of me.
0: Thanks. There you, you go. That's you one right there. <laughs> you guys have You're got welcome. the fusion I Dance like uh, we do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay,
11: yeah. Okay, great.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think I'm pointing. The, we're pointing the wrong direction. Wait, we're both pointing the <laughs> Jesus, same direction. Kelly. Yeah.
11: It's completely <laughs> Just incorrect.
0: bumping butts. Yes. Oh
11: yes.
2: <laughs> completely.
11: Um. So you can find both of us at unrelegated. Uh, we are at unrelatl, and that's u n r e l a t l, and that's on Instagram and Twitter. And you guys and have some
1: events coming up too, right?
11: We do. We do. Go ahead, Jay. So
0: we'll be back for our typical uh, watch party podcast at Footy Mob uh, Midway Pub. I'm excited about in that in Atlanta one. for the Columbus Crew game. And we'll be back on schedule. Yeah. Uh, and in between then, we'll be releasing these and, clips. And so. back
11: to drinking.
1: And I'll tell you what. If you guys are doing an away game at Midway, that's right down the road from Elder Tree. So oh, is it? Should oh. be able to do a little oh. uh, pub call of sorts, maybe, with the Vagor. So, yeah, we'll, get, we'll Jay, be wi- sure to keep you guys posted.
0: Because we're J- great at overcomplicating things. Yes, so.
2: 100%. <laughs> Where, <laughs> Where can, can they find out. you, Jay?
11: You
0: can find me at J-A-Y underscore Riddle on Twitter. And, yeah, that's about it. So, yeah.
11: Hey, hey Ray Riddle.
0: <laughs> Ray's Dead Man.
1: Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Thank you for supporting us however you donated whether it was time, money or otherwise. We'll see you next time as always. Be home before dark.